Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity. It is Saturday. It is January 28th, 2023. Special Saturday. 
one of the most exciting days of the year. It's Royal Rumble Day. Sorry if you're listening to this on a Sunday and everything from the Rumble's already happened. Uh, and we probably sound dumb as hell, uh, depending on how wrong our previews and predictions and things are. But you can use this to laugh at us. I'm Will Washington, by the way. Philip Lindsay's also here. It's uh, January 28th, so you know what today is. It's your boy Jermaine Cole's birthday. J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole, man. Um, I was I was just laughing the other day at something because I was like, man, it's weird now that I can't remember a time when he was not one of the biggest rappers in the world. No, you don't ever listen to like Blueprint 3 and are like, damn, this was like a new rapper that was being. Yeah, introduced. I know, but that still <laughs> was like, that just seems like it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, like, it's wild to think about. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, J. Cole. Uh, of course, you know, on a on a more dour note, rest in peace to Tyree Nichols, justice for that young man. Horrible, horrible situation to happen with him. 29-year-old man. Um, they said, rest in peace, justice for that young man. Righteous Reg is also here. In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Saturday. I'm so excited about the World Wrestling Entertainment Show happening today. The Pitch Black match is going to be at minimum five stars. Melter is already writing Listen, his man, stars I, in. I know. I know you got like a Wait. cooler of a uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Watch I'm this. sorry. It's all did nice. Phil. It's all nice. Did, did Righteous Reg just return from rehab? Got the what Pitch Black here? on ice. <laughs> I got the Pitch Black on ice. I'm excited about the Royal Rumble. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Is, it's going to be interesting tonight, you guys, because this Sammy, they have a Sami Zayn dilemma. We're going to get into it for sure. We are going to get into it, uh, and I want everybody to get into it. So uh, send us your Super Chats, your Humper Chats, YouTube.com slash Fightful is how you send us those Super Chats. And uh, we've got plenty of Super Chats to, to get the show started. Um, Humper Chats are sent at HumperChats.com. Um, and... Yeah, we got Marcus uh, saying shout out to Reg. Hogan is him horrible <laughs> in matches. Everybody's uh, going crazy was... with the him thing, like in the. I mean, I him is timeline. Him, him, him. Blah 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 is him. Blah 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 is him. I'm like, All right, relax. Yo, yeah. So I didn't even realize Hogan was on Raw until like I glanced at Twitter because I cut it on after he came out, so I completely mm-hmm. missed the Hogan stuff. I was like, oh okay. Nice. Yeah, no, these all tweeted. I was like, uh, I said, wait a minute. I accidentally missed Hogan. This is like finding $20 in your couch. Like, this is great. Both of you guys. Uh, what <laughs> a lucky day for y'all. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm jealous. Totally I mean, Hogan. I, I turned on Raw late, and it was in the middle of the Bloodlines entrance. And so I was like, okay, it must just just been, that must have been all I've missed. I, I tuned in like five or six minutes late. And then I turn to Twitter and I see everybody talking about Hogan, and I'm like, I didn't see any Hogan. Uh, <laughs> oh, is so, that why people were talking about him on Twitter? Was it not his uh, his uh, other tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will say this. Shout out Colin Harris for this point. But I think if, from a wrestling standpoint, Hogan, you know, it, it's always going to be fuck Hulk Hogan. It's always going to be uh, fuck Terry. We don't. We don't mess around with with Hulk Hogan anymore. We know what that man, how he feels. However, I have to say, 
Hulk Hogan may be the greatest Twitter user of all time. I feel like <laughs> when you think about nah, the, 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 uh, that working man's... to a shoot tweet is one of the greatest tweets of all time. Yeah, I hate you, when Perry, you think about that tweet goes off. <laughs> when you think about some of Hogan's iconic tweets over the years, such as yeah, uh, Jabroni Marks, uh, mm-hmm. work yourself to a shoot that tweet. Um, bam! This is an excellent oh, yeah. tweet. <laughs> Bam's like, yeah, I'm still out here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Terry, but I'm alive. (laughs) Hogan just tweeting help this week. Help. (laughs) And then it being stuck on the toilet? Like, what? But now, like, put into context of what Kurt Angle said, you're like, says it's like, uh, I guess that kind of makes sense as to why he needed help. Yeah, I just, uh, this is the greatest Twitter user of all time. I just feel like I have not gotten more laughs out of a Twitter person than that man who puts HH at the end of his tweets. Uh, why do you <laughs> have to be an awful individual, man? That <laughs> that young Jeezy clip where he's rapping. That shit. I saw that again recently. <laughs> and I, was I can't like, hear that song. Come on, man. Classic, bro. <laughs> I can't hear that song. It just came on the other day. I was driving and and I love it. Came on and I'm just sitting and I just I can't unhear it. Like okay, count hundreds on the table, twenties on the floor, <laughs> and that look on Hogan's faces. <laughs> classic, classic that's, clip. Man. That son of a bitch. Yeah, nope. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Um, but yeah, and we got uh, a good number of, like I said, we got super chats, we got humper chats, so, uh, send them all. My bad, I left off Seamus. Happy birthday, Seamus. (laughs) Is it Seamus' birthday? It is Seamus' birthday. One half of the Banger Bros? Mm -mm. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. Look, I I don't care. Uh, they've, no take backs. It's already... Uh, I, I porn in packs my brain. no take backs. <laughs> but b- before that, they brought the porn thing, and I was like, "So, like the like Susan Sarandon movie with like Goldie Hawn, where like they were like road, they were groupies." That are you saying that these two guys are groupies? <laughs> Look, I I just see it this way. I that's pretty good though. Uh, but that correlation the, is wild. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look. Seamus, somebody asked me this week on uh, on the old NGL, which I only did because people kept asking Cam about Grapsity related stuff, and I'm like, you know who you, I was like, you know who you could ask? I don't know, Grapsity people, and so no, nah, ask Will Washington. Don't ask me because I will not be on Twitter <laughs> to answer any of the questions. <laughs> I don't care about any of your questions except for ask Grapsity because yes, know, Will Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just what ask Grapsy behind our paywall. Yeah, I answer your questions. Yeah, those Twitter things, nah. So I, I, I opened one. I was like, I'm, I will answer your questions, and I shit you not. I didn't get a chance to answer all of them, and I'm sorry if I, I missed a lot of people's because I did. But within minutes, let's just open my old NGL, shall we? I'm gonna show you what this shit looked like because it's insanity. I, I opened one just to say like, stop asking Cam about Grapsy. Um, we, I, we're good. And, uh, if you have any questions, we are you can good. ask me. Yeah. It's, uh, oh shit. The brightness is so high on that. Uh, let, let's 
bring that down a little bit. Does that work? Yeah, kind of. Anyway, this is what it looked like. There are, uh, I can't even like, there are over about 300 questions in there. I can't even like scroll. It's quite quite a, quite a lot of questions for a podcast that's not growing. So either way, (laughs) I don't know. There was a lot, and it, it was like within minutes. I'm like, I can't answer all of these. I don't even have the capacity to answer all of these. So I'm like, I'm just, I will pick and choose. Uh, Cam be going I, ham on his. He will I know answer Cam, 300 in a day. Yeah, Cam will like answer all of them. I'm like, I, I can't. I, I, I don't have the capacity for that. And uh, so I was very like pick and choose which ones I would answer. Um, and then. There were a couple of like really obvious trolls uh, in that there was one guy who I'm fairly certain sent like 17 questions trying to disguise himself as multiple people. And I'm like, the same grammar mistakes are in each one. And I'm like, I'm not answering any of these. Uh, And I was like, what if I just hit, because you can like block a person from sending you questions. I was like, what if I just hit block? Let's see if these questions stop coming in. And I blocked one person. I blocked just one of them, and then all of a sudden the question stopped, and I'm like, I knew it. I knew it was all the same guy. Uh, so, either yeah, way, see, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> let me just let me just reiterate. I ain't answering no questions on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I got. There was some good stuff though. There's some really kind messages, and I appreciate everybody who took the time to send just something kind or nice in, or just had a like general question. I had people asking questions about parenting and things along those lines. And uh, y'all know me, uh, parenting is is the life. So- uh, Did anyone ask what's your favorite parenthood episode though? I mean, it's Short Fuse Ricky because my brother was Short Fuse Ricky. Right. And so right. therefore, I mean, there was multiple episodes though. That was an arc for him, right? Because he, mm-hmm. uh, he had the episode with, um, because uh, AJ Johnson was in the one of the episodes he was in because they were in that classroom and uh, Wendell had to teach it. This is, this is, look, I love the Parenthood. <laughs> don't, don't get me yeah. started. I I, and I think there was like uh, a they, there was like an NBC version that might confuse people. There's a sitcom oh yeah because Parenthood and then there's the white no no we're, yeah we're we're talking about Robert Townsend. <laughs> we're talking about Robert Townsend. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Look, there's very few black sitcoms from the 90s that I didn't see every episode of. Right. Uh, because, and there's multiple I have huge attachments to. Like, I'm in the process of currently rewatching Family Matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say two things. Mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. that show gets a bad rap. Um, because mm-hmm. I know that, like, mm-hmm. hold on. Just mm-hmm. hold on. That mm-hmm. show gets a bad rap because of where it eventually went like i think the first four seasons of family matters a plus black television season five is where they suddenly decided you know what this is just going to be the the misadventures of urkel and he's going to like transform himself into various different characters and shit like it goes off the wall in season five but those first four seasons i'm like this is this is good black family television what uh i was like why did why did we decide we hate this um and then I don't, I don't think people decided that they hated it i think we realized that this was a bad show that we also enjoyed yes <laughs> i think no, that's but like i said is. season five is where the bad show stuff happens like season five has that episode where um where carl and steve 
and we'll bring it back around to wrestling. Uh, accidentally gives Steve sleeping potion to two wrestlers in the night they had a match with the Bushwhackers. So yes. then Carl and Steve have to go uh, <laughs> go have a match with the Bushwhackers. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, because uh, every sitcom back at that time had like weird WWF ties and uh, always had their like WWF episode. <laughs> But yeah, like in comparison to other black sitcoms, like Family Matters is pretty low, I would say. (laughs) Like I said, it fell low, though. I think it actually had redeeming qualities. I don't think so. I think, honestly, I I liked like that first episode with Waldo. Some of the funniest shit, I think, ever. That dude is is, uh, his introduction to Laura where they go on the date and they're like, I wanted to see Jifk. You mean JFK? I know how to spell. Like that whole exchange. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 a funny show, but oh man, the quality when you I don't know. It's I think it's one of those things we've accepted the quality of it because of nostalgia. Right. Um, I liked it at the time though. I I was in love with it at the time, and then I remember people hating it, and then I hated it. I remember thinking this is the dumbest show of all time. Like I remember that episode that Jason David Frank was in, where uh, Urkel transformed himself into Bruce Lee, which is a highly offensive episode now, by the way. Um, (laughs) It is is. very uh, yeah. yeah, and then. I remember thinking at the time, and this is like a nine-year-old, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, why am I still watching this? This is torture. Um, yeah. Once but, they brought 3J in, once they got into that era where, you know, every sitcom had to bring in that troubled orphan kid. Nah, ooh, man. And boy, is he troubled. Oh, my God. He's, he's troubled, he's troubled <laughs> he now. Troubled he wasn't now. troubled then. He was uh, fake troubled. He wasn't troubled right. on uh, That's So Raven. Come on. Damn, they, yeah. set, they set my brother up. Yeah. Nah, because uh, look, I I have a huge attachment to black sitcoms from that time period. Um, I we talked about on this show how I still have a hard time reconciling the fact that like I can't really watch or like it, it makes me mad that I can't share the Cosby Show with my kids because like that was such a big piece of my foundation. Like Theo was so cool to me, and uh, I I feel like that imparted so much um normalcy around the black family the cosby show did like when you think about the idea that um it was nice to see a black family on tv that wasn't struggling that was like now you know we got a doctor and a lawyer and uh they run a nice tight household and it ain't even like a real topic of discussion as far as anything else is concerned theo just has normal team problems and it's it's like the show made me feel like anything was possible as far as like the family unit was concerned right and so that's a show that like i'm watching family matters with my kids i'm watching smart guy with my daughter she loves smart guy right now that make that inter- but, makes me interested in how you guys all feel about blackish as a family so we watched the first two seasons of blackish um and we i like blackish i I actually Mm -hmm. like i kind of prefer grownish to be honest i've seen every episode of grownish um Mm -hmm. but uh with the family we watched the first two seasons of blackish and it's i don't love it as much as i loved the stuff from the 80s and 90s 
but yeah. it's a good show. I think it is yeah. ultimately a good show. Isn't uh isn't Anthony Anderson accused of being a nasty boy now? Oh isn't yeah, he is there? a nasty boy too. Damn it, I brought it up. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Rewind the tapes. No, like Land, I said, though, a lot I, of landmines out in Hollywood. Man. Like I said, I, I I really do. It it pains me that I can't share the Cosby Show with my kids though. Like that yeah. is like, there's so many moments from that show. Like honestly, I haven't seen it in probably ten years. But the episode, uh, what is it, season five, episode one, might be season six. Denise, the saga continues when Denise returns, but all of a sudden she's married and has a kid. And uh, like the whole freak out over that. One of my favorite episodes of a sitcom ever. I have seen it a million times. I love I'm that like, episode. I was trying to think of a, a sitcom that doesn't have a whack ass dad. I think my wife and kids, but he was pretty offensive to his wife, like all the time, <laughs> on a daily. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, those, those uh those new Geico commercials with uh <laughs> with Carl. With Carl? Funny. Yeah, yeah those, those, those are, are good. good. Oh, is that progressive? I think it's progressive. But Which, Carl, uh, yeah, it's Carl insurance. was a cop. That's uh, so. It's like that's where it's, it's a hard out. <laughs> hey, he was, but no, he but was you know CPD what? on top of that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, but I will say, Carl. Again, a lot of these shows were designed to kind of like make us feel differently than our reality was, right? Because mm-hmm. Carl was supposed to be one of the good ones, right? You know, the time that Eddie got stopped for being black in the wrong neighborhood and Carl stood up to the cops and like, I wish that was a real thing. But (laughs) next day, you're out of here, buddy. I mean, all of the all of the funny shenanigans with his boss and how his boss was incompetent. He used to do all of these things to try to impress him. No. I'm, I'm not buying it, Carl. That's not how real CPD is doing business. I'm not. I'm not buying it, sir. I'm also not buying that you, this cop, living with this this whole family, is letting this young man come in your house every day and tear up your whole fucking house. Oh yeah, and you're no, not how, doing anything about it. I, I would have got him up Carl. out of here. <laughs> I know. How has Carl not planted some drugs on this man by he this point? It's like <laughs> he would have got Urkel up out of here, bro. <laughs> Arthur would have been Billy Club immediately. As soon as he came from the door. What? He would have waited no time. Okay, uh, he would have got him house. up Girl, out of here, bro. Not not just you coming in and, and hitting on my daughter constantly, but then you're coming in here and constantly tearing up my house. No, you got to go. Down, no. Shut down the whole to, living room for a, a week, to, a year. To wrap that whole shit up, though, that's what gets me about, again, season five. Because season four was the introduction of Myra. We're like, Okay, we get, Steve meets Myra and he finally finds somebody that that likes him. I think Myra it's a really fine too. I she was. I the only thing I remember about Christmas 1998 was being sad all day about Michelle Thomas's death. Like I literally, I, I couldn't even enjoy my gifts because I'm like Michelle Thomas ain't enjoying no gifts right now. Um, like I <laughs> what? I was th- that's what, how I felt in in 1998. I was that sad. What? <laughs> 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 Michelle, listen. You sit in, in in the living room with your gifts That's going, man. To be funny. Michelle Thompson, enjoy no gifts right now. It's fucking hilarious. Man. That that's how I felt. It's Christmas, nineteen ninety eight. But um, anyway, so that was the introduction, right? And it was supposed to be like you know they they had that whole scene where they they had the polka scene. I think that's the the deliverance polka scene. That's like iconic television. But 
they could not just leave well enough alone, right? Because season five comes along and they're like, no, actually, Steve has his alter ego, Stefan, who Laura's fond of. And then it, it like, you complicated the shit. Like, literally, you had it. And then you, you threw it all away. Anyway, more pro wrestling. Uh, D'Lo Diggs says, got the pitch black Mountain Dew with Henny so I can go real pitch black. That's all I got. Love you, bro. You are going real pitch black. With Henny? Nah, you about to lose all the powers of the Black Panther tonight, bro. Straight I don't know up. what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> Shit is about to get stripped away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got uh, one from Jennifer. Always a shout out, Jennifer. Jennifer says, uh, for Grapsity, sending all the love and support. Thank you. Have a great Rumble Day. Uh, I will have a great Rumble Day because I will not only be watching the Royal Rumble, but right here mm-hmm. on the Fightful YouTube channel, I'll also be hosting the Rumble Post Show with yeah. my boy, Doc, uh, Professor Nick Harrison. Um, and also, Denise and Sean will be showing up at some point through that. I don't know when, because... Uh, just like the Rumble, you got to have a countdown for them when they're about to come in. <laughs> Damn. That they're going to be, I mean, they're in San Antonio, so I don't know when they expect to show up. They will be there. At Yo, some they're point. out there busy too, man. They're posting up. They're like, Denise has done about 100 interviews in like the last day. She's going crazy. Shout out to Denise. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to everybody doing the press junket, seeing everybody Ooh. posting their stuff from the press junket. Cool stuff. She also says right. Rampage was on fire last night. Emmy and Hater tore it up. I have not mm-hmm. had a chance to watch that main event, but I've heard good Thank things. You, what, did you, what did you guys think? Man, I think that's definitely Emmy's best match with AEW so far. Yeah. I mean, that that match with Riho at was that full gear? Full gear, full gear twenty nineteen. Um, that one stands out as well, but this one was really good. Really hard hitting match. Um, yeah. Check that out as soon as you get a chance, Will. Yeah, someone on my Twitter today said that Emmy got too much offense in, and I was like, that's just crazy. Come on, man. Emmy's a legend. Come on. Yeah, she's a a legendary figure. Jamie Hayter gave it up in the pre-video package to be like, she's a legend. It's such an honor to be having this match. And then they went out there, and Jamie Hayter is just the pop that when she came out was crazy. She is just on fire. And Emmy... Yeah, she had her best performance. She got all of her stuff in out here. And the finishing sequence that they put together was just beautiful. Great yeah, stuff. Really good match. They they oh, stole the show. I wish I'd had a chance to watch it. I, I, I did get a chance to watch SmackDown, and then I went and saw Megan last night. So Ooh. I... Uh, Look, that movie is very good. Um, I didn't know how good it was going to be, but that is a... Uh, a world-class horror film in the sense of like it's not scary at all it's like i don't know maybe i just am sick but it it's very funny um i thought it was very very funny i think from like the opening scene on i i found myself like laughing my ass off the la- the very first death in the movie uh <laughs> i have never laughed that hard at somebody dying in a movie Maybe I guess like The Rock and Samuel Jackson and the other guys, but uh, that those two are probably like all time la- death laughs for me in a movie. Go see Megan if you haven't seen it. That's all. Bad. Yeah, if you didn't watch that women's match last <laughs> night, go check that out. Watch that. I, I feel like uh, AEW's women's uh, stuff has definitely taken a turn since last year. Mm-hmm. probably around all out it really took a turn and i feel like um i can't remember the last time there's been a women's match on tv 
that I did enjoy. I mean, even the women's match on Dynamite, I thought was very good. Um, and shout out Jamie Hader as she has now gotten two main events as a women's world champion. And uh, let me think about this. Thunder Rosa had, did she only have one? Because uh, she had a battle of the belts. Right. right. And I think two. What was the other one? Like, are we counting when she won the title? Because I, I would count that as a Brit one. Um, uh, just in terms of, I guess that's a Brit and uh, Thunder Rosa main event. I want It's two. I'm just drawing a blank on what the other one is. I, I think they're. I'm pretty sure it's two. Okay. Um, I have to look that up. I can't remember. But again, Jamie Hader. Uh, it just feels like they they have put some steam behind her, and that's actually really cool. It is. Yeah, we're officially getting. Uh... Red Velvet versus Jade next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Red told people on camera, I will be the one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe she's going to win, but I wouldn't be mad if she did. I mean, it's either Jade gets to 50 yeah. or Red is the one. Intriguing. Yeah. Super intriguing. Like I, I'm on both sides of the fence. Like it, Going to 50 is a great idea for Jade, but then also like, the setup for this has been the story that's been told throughout Jade's entire career with Red Velvet weaved in through it. Like she might be the one to be the one, honestly. I wouldn't yeah. be mad at it. Yeah. There there's places to go with that. Uh so no, I agree though. I have been very intrigued by the things they've been doing with the women's division and how there've been um just the matches uh I've been enjoying and there's multiple stories I'm intrigued by. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go. Uh, we got another one from Orion Ben 666. He says, do we know if Jeremy is alive? Tito's with pitch black. <laughs> Yo, I told him, man, that looked like a stomach ache. He called me a hater. I was like, nah, his stomach gonna hate you in a few hours. He was wildin'. Uh, Busby says, happy Royal Rumble championship weekend, fellas. Since it's J. Cole's birthday, what's his best project? Also, go Niners. What is his best project? I, I honestly like KOD the best at this point. Like, I like, all, I think all of his projects are super dope, but I think he, like, legit progressed as a rapper, and the more he progressed, the better he got. And I think KOD is his best, most cohesive project. Myself. Uh... I am a big fan of Warren Center because I feel like that was the that was the moment that he turned yeah. and and he became like superstar because right. going against Kanye same day was a big deal, and I felt like he had the better album that day. Totally. Um, and so I I don't know if I would say Warren Center is his best, but I feel like it was a pivotal album for him. Um, I am a big fan of uh, what is the 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 mystery drop Forest Hill Drive. I think yeah. Forest Hill Drive is probably his best album. It's a great one. Remind me what was on Forest Hills Drives because I feel like that might be. The uh, one. Forest Hill Drive was the one that starts with the. Uh, that had no role models on it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that had yeah, no role, okay. role models. That had January twenty eighth on it. it had, yeah. Okay, uh, that's wet, the one. Wet yeah. dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Taylor Two Cities is still a banger. Um, yeah, that's fire. No, it's it's Forest Hill Drive for sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kai just sent in a $2 super chat. Always appreciate I, that. Man, uh, I, I scrolled, 
I just went past it. He's told us what the message was, and now it's. Oh funny. yeah, I see that. He said, "Banger Bros is too much, but Pitch Black is fine." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yikes! Uh, but thank you. We got, uh, and he sent another one, uh, but the message was, case for Seth Rollins to win the Rumble. I don't think there is a case this year. I don't. I think there's a case, but I don't think it's as good as the case for Cody or mm-hmm. Sammy to win. Um, I I think uh, I think there's a story there, but like I said, it's just not as good as the story of Cody coming back and winning. Seth might be able to do the uh, the Iron Man thing this year to be the one. Yeah, that's I, I do time. think that they're going to resolve the Cody and Seth stuff in the Rumble. They're probably going to be the final two, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Shy Town Spurs says, first of all, Hater is having a generational run with a women's title. Secondly, Van Twinblade, I'm sorry for taking shots at your town, but I can't take a place that pretends Provol cheese on uh, pizza is good. Seriously. Shots. Can't say that I get pizza when I go to St. Louis. That's all I know. I know. I've only been to St. Louis once, and that was last year for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they're not really known we, for their pizza. We didn't. We didn't have pizza that night. We had sushi that night, didn't we? Yeah, that was dope. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And, but I, uh, I'll get sushi anywhere I can, as long as there's bodies of water nearby. Exactly. Because if, if right, I am, bo- yeah, which I, I say this as a Colorado resident where we have no bodies of water. And so uh, that's why it is important to me. Like, I'm sure people other places don't even think about these kinds of things. I think about these kinds of things, like seafood in general. In Colorado, it's, like, really tough to, to get, like, good seafood because the fuck is there water here? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could say that, but in Vegas, there are plenty of good places to get good seafood because, of course, sure. it gets brought in from somewhere else. Yeah, and but, like, at least it doesn't have to travel very far. Like, you can make that trip. No, no, it's traveling. Like I, there's a, I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, I think it was, oh, it was on Kind of Chan TV, uh, and mm-hmm. Kind of Chan and so Oscar did the visit of like this big freezer where they brought like uh, stuff from Japan. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. That fish in there looked delicious. Uh, so yeah, no, um, no, it depends. Of course, they're importing a lot of stuff in. True. Uh, Brent says for Grapsity, appreciate you all. Curious about your thoughts on Jade's segment last night. Do y'all think Red Velvet will stop her streak? No disrespect, I love Red Velvet. I was just hoping it was Willow. Um, like I said, there's a story with Red Velvet that you can tell, and that is an important one. So I wouldn't blame them if it was. I like that there is some intrigue behind the possibility of her losing the championship finally uh at the same time i went back recently and i watched jade's debut promo against cody she has come a long way that, uh, was that the open mic night uh, yeah promo? uh-huh i wanted to see the whole thing which look i think a lot of that got overblown i think that um Really, it wasn't so bad until she said "heffa," and I'm like, "Uh, come on, Brandy, we, what are we doing? Have we um, gotten far enough away from it that we can admit that Brandy saved Red Velvet in that segment? Let's go, baby. Because she did. You guys uh, are making oh, some mean, great oh, points. Yeah. I want Brandy Rose to win the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, <laughs> tonight, please. Brandy Rose, 2023 Royal Rumble winner. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, but. But no, I say that because she she took all of the heat in that segment, and mm-hmm. she made she made Jade look better because of it. I mean, look, Jade came in and like she very much like immediately looks the part, right? And I think what Jade struggled with promo wise was where to take pauses because yeah. like she's like taking these really awkward pauses throughout. But I guess I'm so used to how natural Jade feels when she talks now that. When I went back and watched that, I'm like, oh, wow, she has come a long way. She has progressed right before our eyes because she was kind of thrown to the wolves with that segment. That was like, hey, live TV, you are going to go out there and not just live TV, but live TV with like a weather mishap, right? Because in that episode, wasn't there like big weather problems in Jacksonville at Daly's Place that night? So it was like, uh, there's already issues. But, uh, she has very much come a long way, and it it's just happened so much before our eyes that I didn't even realize how far she has come. Watch that segment if you haven't had a chance to. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I just I don't know if it's time to end the, the the streak, but I could see it. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't end the streak, I do like the idea of them revisiting her biggest feud, or at least her most storied feud for for win number fifty. It makes sense. It makes fifty feel like a more monumental win. Mm-hmm. Either way, I, like I said, I'm I I'm good with it. I'm good with them going back to the feud. Uh, Tyrone Kid says, random hot take. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but these Maximum Male model skits on YouTube are great. I love how Massey and Mansois are taking bad ideas and making it their own. I haven't seen the more recent stuff. Uh, pretty much, I kind of checked out of the group after uh, Max Dupree was no longer a thing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't I haven't seen any of it. But I wasn't into the gimmick to begin with i'm sure it is funny because those two guys are committing to the gimmick um but no, i haven't seen it um boy i might have been wrong guys i came here and i said that uh this brace stuff is hurting la night i don't think that it is this guy is really really funny uh they're <laughs> coming out last night dressed as with the brain, old brain music yeah and the old brain music and then coming out with that that tiny lantern Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. And his yeah, promo I, after it was great. And he kind of carried that segment on Raw. I mean, let's be honest. He yeah, we'll, carried we'll that ta- segment. We'll talk about Raw 30 here shortly. I do want to say, as far as last night's SmackDown is concerned, um, I said this to you guys <laughs> in our group chat, but I feel like I may have been too hard on Bray mm-hmm. when my focus should have been really on... Um, one carrying cross who i do not feel has it and like i thought so in nxt and i felt bad about that because i remember thinking back at impact i'm like you know i could see this guy on a bigger stage and and pulling some stuff off and then in nxt it was like i don't think he's it i don't know why but nothing something's not clicking and then adam cole stuffed him in a box and i felt like from that moment Nah, this guy don't have it. And then I'll, I don't think he's ever quite recovered from the Adam Cole promo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then, uh, and, and then of course he lost to Samoa Joe, and he got called up. Um, I am just forget not, he lost to Jeff Hardy on on television. He did. That. I am just not seeing it. And last night against Rey Mysterio, I thought he looked out of his element. I thought he did not look like a guy who um, belongs on this stage with somebody of Rey Mysterio's caliber. Other than maybe for a seven-minute match, which is what he got. Yeah, Um, he's trying to do, like, the slow plotting, like, big man thing, and it's just slow. It's not working out. He looked... Exactly what you're saying. Well, he looked lost. And how you look lost with Rey Mysterio, bro? Like, it's Rey Mysterio. Just flip and take flips and slam them. Like, (laughs) it's not that hard, but he made it look hard. I will say this. Um, this was one of two matches this week that I didn't understand it because the story you're building as a subplot for the Rumble means that the person across the ring is going to win. Right. I never at one point in this match thought that Ray was going to lose because you're building Ray for this story with Dominic in a Rumble. So he's not going to lose. Mm-hmm. And so the second they announced this, I was like, well, why are they doing this? Cross is going to lose. Right. Um, and that's where we went. I thought the same thing with the Bianca Sonya match on Monday. I was like, all right, Bianca's going to win because she's the champion, but you're building Sonya as a challenger for Charlotte. So why are you putting this match 
on TV. It just doesn't make sense. Um, it, I don't know. Um, I, I, I won't dunk too much on Cross. I didn't think the match was that great, but I also felt like it's because the match felt like it was by the numbers. It felt like it was just yeah. there to have a match on TV, and the finish felt very predictable. Yeah, when they started promoting the Charlotte and Sonya thing, I was so confused about why they did that Bianca match. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? I was, I, I'm still confused. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the women's stuff on Raw, of course. Yeah, but that was yeah. a very odd decision to put that match on. I, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Uh, TB says, shout out to my Grapsity guys. That Emmy-hater match was insane. Need more Emmy on TV. Hopefully, this is the thing that pushes it. Uh, see you guys when AEW come to, comes to London. Probably not this time. Um, I, yeah. I don't see that happening for me uh, in that I traveled like 15 times last year. And I know this year I've got a lot of travel already kind of in the queue, but I don't. That's not one that I necessarily have planned yet, but of course, anything could change. Um, I know that I want to hit Wrestle Kingdom next year, and so I know that as far as my international travel is concerned, that's like the one that I am going to do everything in my power to make happen. Yeah. Uh, I love London. I've been there twice, I think. Oh. Uh, It's dope, but... Uh, you will not be seeing me this year, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah. Philip Lindsay's international travel stories are great. I Man, we're going to need a couple of them on Grapsity one time. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Van Twinblade says, um, why the hell are you getting pizza instead of Ravs? Uh, the, the pizza war continues. Then he responds, Toasted Ravioli is mid too." Wow. <laughs> I've never had it. It sounds bomb. I don't know if it could be that bad. Uh, Zero Prime says, Emmy, show us why Riho and Cheetah are great wrestler today. G-Bro says, see this Mountain Dew, shoes of a champion. <laughs> Yo, um, I mean, if... Uh... If Mountain Dew is looking at the internet based on this match, they got to feel pretty good about the marketing campaign because I've seen a lot of people buying Mountain Dew Pitch Black yeah. based off of this match just to joke. Yeah. And so it seems like that it's working. True. Yeah. I haven't had a soda in like 14 years. So uh, hmm. I I don't know. Maybe That's to be good. celebrated. Maybe it's not. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny is... Uh, I've said this before, but people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you're health conscious, right? You drink a lot of water. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. This started as a method of me being cheap on dates. Um, And that's where it, like, really was where, like, I was 20 and, like, penny pinching. And so I would take a date out. And so when it came down to, like, getting something to drink, I'm like, okay. I, I used to, like, be meticulous. I'm like, okay, if I get water, I can, like, really stretch this, like, 30 bucks I've got, like, as far as it can go. And so... And you don't uh, drink alcohol also, which helps. Right. It's, and so I, I would just drink a lot of water and order water when I went places. And then one day I looked up and I'm like, it's really been five years since I haven't had, like, a soda or anything. And uh... now here I am 35 and I'm like... I have not had a soda since 2008. What is this? So your kids uh, don't drink soda? Mm-mm. Wow, that's amazing. 
Yeah. So this this just gave me PTSD of going out on dates. And of course, you know, when you went out on dates in college and you know, you bought, you know, you went to <laughs> movies, you know, you why not get whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh super expensive. Uh, and so expensive. I will never forget um I went to the movies with a chick and uh she bought like an icy and popcorn and I don't know how, but she like spilled it on herself and I was like, You're spilling it. And she was like, oh, and she like, we're like next to a garbage can. And she threw the whole thing in the garbage. And I just stood there and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) And like, like I was still like staring off in the space. Even when we went sat down at the Mm -hmm. movies, I was like, and she like had the nerve to like later and go, I kind of still want icy. And she was Uh, like, she was like, would you give one? I was like, nah, Mm -mm. (laughs) no. Hey, yeah. If you want one, they're four ninety nine. You can go ahead and grab one. Um, no, because that's the thing. Yeah, dates were expensive, and so it was one of those. You know, you want to be that. You know, get whatever you want. Get whatever you want off the menu. But it's like, okay, in order for that to work, I have to not order like anything for myself. I gotta really be like, all right, let's look at these chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let me get the hot dog off the kids' menu. <laughs> yeah, it's a nasty nigga watching <laughs> the hot dog off the kids' menu <laughs> and the water. <laughs> this guy out of here. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, no, I look. It was a time I didn't have no money Y'all are some funny and. Guys, man. <laughs> and uh, now here we are. She worked. Yeah. I convinced somebody to marry me and stay married for the Let's last. Oh, baby. <laughs> How long have we been married? 12 years? 12 years. Uh, let's see. So we got Snap Grapple Pop says, I may still be emotional, but could Mark Briscoe now be an option to eventually beat MJF? Uh, polar opposite to Max, and what a deserved moment it'd be. Um,. I feel like if you maybe turn Claudio, I would more so like yeah. to see him um, climb the mountain and achieve what Jay achieved. I think that if he were to work his way up to the Ring of Honor Championship, uh, I think that'd be a really cool thing. So BCC is just over, is what we're saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah, look at the fact over. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's... I mean, I do have questions. I asked this on Day After Dynamite, but, like, why ain't none of them help Brian? Like, why was it well, Kenosuke to catch the homies for dead, Wheeler was not feeling him last time we saw them talk that's, backstage. But I don't know why the others... Because when happen. Mox needed help, Wheeler was... he. That's the fastest I've ever seen him run to go help Mox. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, that. you know, you heard Hangman talking backstage. All of a sudden, Wheeler is like, hey, mm-hmm. you're talking about Moxley. He's not here. And yep. so... I had it in my head already that the Blackpool Combat Club would be there for each other. And so when (laughs) Brian is like getting jumped by MJF and uh, Brian Cage and Prince Nana, and I'm just looking here like, (laughs) yeah, Prince Nana. (laughs) I'm like, we just saw Wheeler backstage. We know he's there. there. (laughs) Yeah. Where are Uh, they? Wheeler was like, nah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I do hope they explain that. I, I said that there could be a good explanation for that. Because what well, I would like to see the explanation be is 
you could put it very simply. You could simply say that Regal turned his back on the group. Yeah. Regardless of his explanation, we ain't buying it. And Brian did. Brian was, you know, the only one who was like standing up for Regal, still doing the Regal stretch. So like clearly there's a disconnect between how Brian felt about that situation, how the others did. And so I could maybe see that as they a They just hey, need to have the guys keep... come out and been like, you should have had Regal come and help your ass. What do you want from me? <laughs> like you didn't <laughs> you didn't take our side when we needed you to take our side. So Well, I mean, the headcanon you can go with is that Yuda wasn't feeling Brian last time we saw them talking. But at the same time, he had kind of earned MJF's respect from their match. Mm. And maybe mm. that's why he didn't want to intervene. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I just thought it was weird though that none of them like Brian is getting fucking. Like it seems like Claudio would be pretty neutral. Like he wouldn't care. Like he'd go out there yeah. either way, and he was nowhere to be found. Yeah, nope. uh, I thought all of that that Brian MJF stuff this week was really really good. I thought uh, I thought the match, of course, was as good as we'd expect the match to be. Brian Cage again. I feel like a lot of people owe him an apology because this dude has been cooking, and. I don't know Brian is Brian. Like I, I just this guy, he's the best in the world for a reason. Like I, yeah. <laughs> this guy has not missed this year. And so after this match, I noticed it immediately during the match. I was like, he's targeting his shoulder. He's targeting his shoulder. WrestleMania 30. And then once he got backstage and he cut the same promo and he was like, Nah. You know, my shoulder hasn't stopped me from wrestling before. And I was like, this is genius. <laughs> well, but I think he was talking about Ring of Honor there, though, because he said, I wrestled an hour with the separated shoulder. And my thought to that was, oh, he's talking about the, the Cabana match. In, ah, okay. Yeah, because uh, that was Ring of Honor history. That was, they did have the 60-minute, um, what was it? It was a 60-minute Iron Man match, right? And Brian, like, separated his shoulder, like, five minutes in, if I remember correctly. And so he completed that entire match yeah. uh, with a separated shoulder, like wrestled an entire hour. And I love that Tony owns that history. Like that was one of yep. the things that I really took away from the uh, the J tribute was when they played that video package and Man. they had all that footage. And I just thought, God, that I love having the ability to pay a tribute like that. I did finally get a chance to watch. I had it on in the background on Friday morning as I was doing laundry, but I watched the entire three-hour um, special from Fresno uh, that Reg was at. Uh, have you had a chance to watch the whole thing yet? No, not yet. No. Uh, so it, it's it, it's very emotional. Um, and, you know, they show a lot of Jay's best moments and matches. And uh, they showed... You know, they show the Adam Cole promo, and then they go into Adam Cole versus Jay Briscoe. And I just, it, it, was, it was very well put together. I thought that uh, I got really emotional just watching some of the the, the tributes and testimonials and all of that stuff. Um, and, of course, the, the main event, Christopher Daniels versus Claudio Castagnoli. And thinking about how, like, as this match is happening, like, this wasn't possible for, like, 10 years. Mm -hmm. But seeing these two together just clicks it just makes sense like claudio i know he was cesaro for you know 10 years but as i'm seeing this i'm like this is claudio castagnoli this is yep. ring of honor royalty and this is and he's in there with christopher daniels this like makes sense and it computes and that's that's actually kind of a cool thing that 
all that footage. I mentioned on Day After Dynamite this week. When you think about Adam Cole's career and how, um, despite the fact that Adam Cole really rose to prominence in NXT and really made a name for himself in NXT, Tony kind of owns like the majority of his career when it comes to like footage and being able to show like the rise of Adam Cole. Like if he wanted to put together a video package showcasing Adam Cole from 2008 till like really there's just a little gap in there that he can't show, but you could really show like a rise of Adam Cole from 2008 to, you know, 2016 Ring of Honor, then you're missing the 2017 and then you show him now. He has all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of the three-hour special other than the Joe clip that's going around, which is very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the I thought the tribute on Dynamite was very good. I felt like it it was everything it needed to be. I felt like the, the, the vignette they showed was great. The match was great. I mean, that visual of uh, Frisco afterwards holding up both titles with, like, Jay in the background on the on – the, not the Tron, whatever the AEW version of a Titan Tron is called. Uh, the Contron. Uh, the Contron. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know about calling it that. <laughs> but no, nah, nah, if we can have the Titan Tron, he can have the Contron. The I, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This... I, but or yeah, this... or the Tony Tron. I'm I'm good with either one. The Contron or the Tony Tron. Yeah. I know. I, I kind of like Tony. I like Contron, but I also like Tony Tron. Um, that one's good too. Chat, yeah. what do you think? Is it Contron or Tony Tron? That yeah. that's yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, it was it was it was everything it needed to be. I it was it was emotional. I thought it was great. Uh, but yeah, that that Brian MJF stuff. Um, you know, man, I've said many times on this podcast when I've said something that was kind of right. Mm-hmm. And I've sat back and let things play out. Once or Guys, twice. I was right. I, I was right about this MJF thing. And uh, sitting watching him um, strategically use Brian's greatest strength against him, and knowing that this man loves pro wrestling, and going, "No, you're a fool. I am not going to wear myself out ahead of an hour Iron Man match, but I'm going to let you do that for March because I know that you can't help yourself because this is who you are." And you love this. It's so good. It is good. <laughs> it's so but good. you know what, though? I, I, the person I really walked away from, and you would think after shouting for the last decade and a half that he's the greatest of all time, that I would stop being impressed by this man. But Brian Danielson is the greatest of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that promo was amazing. That promo it's was amazing. Ridiculous, isn't it? What he can do. Like, you forget. You forget. It's crazy to say that. You forget about Brian Danielson. But, like, the amount of different matches he's had, the Takeshita match, the Bandito match, the fucking Brian Cage match, the Thatcher match coming up, they're all totally different matches. They're four different opponents, four different things. And what he can do, how he can get any crowd ever into the most ramped up, excited crowd, he's the greatest of all time. I, every t- I say that, though, and, like, Kenny Omega's in the same locker room with him. It's hard, like... Kenny Omega just had that match with Will Ospreay, but, so it's so hard, man. I don't know. But don't that's know. why that match with Kenny was so anticipated, because right. at the time, we were like, okay, we know Brian, greatest of all time. We know that Kenny Omega, like, greatest walking today. How how could this match possibly deliver in a way? Well, And it did. I, yeah. I remember having tickets to Grand Slam in 2021 and just thinking, you know, I, I was already excited. I was already like, all right, I, 
whatever they put on this show is going to be great. And then when the rumors started floating around that Brian was headed to AEW, I thought, there's no other place you can do this match but at Grand Slam. And I remember thinking, it has to happen here. I'm going to be there. I've actually got great seats. Like, I'm on camera like 10 times in that show. But I'm like, I, you have to do Brian and Kenny. And when it was announced, I felt so vindicated. I felt so, like, if nothing else happens on this show, if this show goes two straight hours, I mean, if this match just goes two hours, I will have felt like, I was satisfied with what I paid for going to this show. And I remember when, you know, people post that moment all the time when the bell rings and there's a pop for mm -hmm. the lockup. And, but like, it was magic. It was like the idea. I remember I posted a poll in 2020, or maybe it was 2019, but I said, where does Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson happen? Or I said Daniel Bryan. And I said, does it happen in WWE? Does it happen in AEW? Does it never happen? Uh, I said, or Japan. And the winning result was it never happens. <laughs> and so, like, people were convinced there's no way. They're like, Kenny's not going to WWE, and Brian's not leaving WWE. This match doesn't happen. And so what it happened, God, I love it. I still get goosebumps thinking about that damn match and yeah, how uh, it still what? hasn't had a conclusive finish. You could still go back to Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega because we, it ended in a draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting about this is uh, if you would have told me a year ago that Thatcher was going to show up in AEW from Noah with the Walter music and Walter yeah. was not going to be on the main roster as Walter with that music, I would have got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like that <laughs> just sounds here we are. from Noah and he had, like, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, no, the, so, but the thing I, like, came away from that match with Brian Cage with was just, like, Brian is possibly not just greatest wrestler of all time, in my opinion, but the greatest seller of all time. Mm -hmm. I The way that that man sells anything, I mean, and he thinks so smartly. Uh, I, I talked on Day After Dynamite about how when he went to do the, the head stomp to Brian Cage and he grabs the arms, but he struggled to grab Brian's other arm because he's selling his own arm. Mm -hmm. Again, just little shit Brian thinks about to really sell this idea that his arm is, is hurt. I mean, he's so good at it to the point of where, remember how much controversy there was over the idea that Brian Danielson got his leg stuck in, uh, in the ramp? <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, uh, Brian's really injured. And I went back and watched it, and I was like, no, this looks like Brian selling. Like, you know, you know his selling versus anything else, but like, he's selling here. Um, but people were like, sold on that. And that's, mm -hmm. that's how good Brian Danielson is. I think he's, there's like nothing he's bad at. And. I could sing his praises all day. Uh, long. Yeah, that, I will that say one revolution. One bad thing about Brian Danielson, I think his tope is awful. I hate it. I love Brian Danielson, but every time he does that flying push, I always hate it. Brian Danielson's the greatest, the best. He has amazing matches, but his tope is awful, and I wish he would stop doing it. Well, his his tope isn't awful. It just scares me every time he does it because, of course, you know, I just have bad memories of him missing it and hitting the barricade and it just scares the hell out of me every time he does yeah. it now it's the same thing when he does the flying head but i'm just like please yeah stop why are please, you still doing please the stop doing this move man. come on uh, man. uh so no but i 
yeah, that match of Revolution is going to be amazing. Um, yeah, just the way they're building it up is just so good. Um, I I think we're probably going to get Takeshita versus MJF before then, which is also mm. probably going to be good. Yeah. Um, and I think the way they're using Takeshita makes perfect sense. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, this, this feud Speaking is... Speaking of, awesome. uh, of Adam Cole, are you paying tribute to him, Phil, this week with the bandana? You guys are bandana boys this week, you and Adam Cole? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Uh, nah, I, that uh, that that video was interesting because I just assumed that he was already ready to wrestle, but that mm. that video package just really brought it home again that this guy has been out of action this long, right? And he has to get back ready to wrestle. I like that they're promoting that, you know, when he looked off at the sign and it was like his return. It looks like he's eyeing the return for Revolution. I like that. Mm. I like that. Yep. You know, save his return match for Revolution. Make it a big deal. Um, I don't know what opponent you give him, but make it a big deal. I, I like it. Andrew the Giant says, uh, will Ray versus Dom be one-on-one? I like the idea of a tag match. Couldn't think of a tag partner, but what if Ray tags with Priest's old tag partner, Bad Bunny? I Honestly, that would create some headlines. Um, yeah. But I think that Ray has to have a one-on-one match with Dom. I think that yeah. that's like yeah. really important for uh dom story and for why ray mysterio resigned with wwe in the first place he had a big aw offer and i think um because i know i from people who are especially anti-aw go why ray mysterio go to aw and it's like the guy worked all in what are you talking about like he Mm -hmm. absolutely has ties to so in the main event of all in at that um he has very ray mysterio one percent 100 percent of the people in the locker room are inspired by this guy how would he not work there (laughs) yeah so like and he had a big offer and the only reason he didn't take it he he cited two things it was um one he got the same amount from wwe uh for but with more dates because Mm -hmm. uh it was like the same per date amount but WWE obviously gives him more dates because they run more shows than AEW does. And then the other thing was um, Dom. He wanted to see the development of Dominic Mysterio uh, happen in real time. And he got to do that by resigning. And so I think when you think about what his goal was in resigning with WWE, which was giving Dominic Mysterio a platform and seeing Dominic's rise, that one-on-one match has to happen. It has it's to be one on one. And WrestleMania it's, has to be the place to do it. Yeah. It's definitely gonna happen. Uh, is with that in mind, is Rey Mysterio the LeVar Ball of wrestling? Has he now <laughs> gotten WWE into buying this barrel of goods of Dom and it just yeah. worked out? I mean, look I, I, I'm so glad that Dominic Mysterio has worked out, by the way, because he has worked out. There's yeah. very few people I'm more entertained by um than dominic mysterio i don't i still don't want to see him wrestle but i think that the uh the prison dom character is hilarious but even all the stuff he was doing before prison dom um because i hope they don't run that into the ground but uh, no please don't but the stuff with rhea ripley was very good and i think just turning him heel and turning him I'm... into 
I'm just like, how are you not? Your daddy's Rey Mysterio. How are you not the best in the world? But then I think of like Michael Jordan Jr. is not like the best basketball player. No. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, and, and I hope people don't think that's a knock at LeVar Ball because I actually respect what LeVar Ball did for his sons mm-hmm. because I don't think Lonzo would have went high as he did in the draft if it Without wasn't for LeVar. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with LaMelo. LaMelo went overseas and the way that, he got him into the league was actually pretty smart. Um, yeah, and so genius. I feel like uh, I don't want to say that Ray finessed WWE into taking Dom, but he kind of <laughs> did. And and it just worked out. Um, so I, mean, I, I feel that, like the I, mean, I, I was feeling that way for a minute because I thought, um, look, I, I thought Dominic Mysterio from about 2020 till late last year was like, the worst wrestler in the business. I was going to say that but, story he just told recently about how he worked that Seth Rollins match without a contract, pretty much. Like, yeah, no, Rey Mysterio totally finessed. And no, it, that was the ultimate there. finesse move. Shout out to Chris yeah. Bay. Uh, but, <laughs> man, look, he it worked out. And I think that the end result of this is going to be a WrestleMania match. It has to be yes, a one-on-one match. And I feel like mm-hmm. at some point he's going to have a pass of the torch moment to Dom, and it's going to be great. Uh, Coffee Black says... Shout out to the Grap City fam. I'm having a Rumble watch party, chili cook-off with a lot of folks Ooh. that don't watch wrestling but love the Rumble. I mean, look, the Rumble is the That's easiest fun. social professional wrestling event to watch um, yeah. because it's kind of like if you are watching it with somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, you have multiple opportunities to like introduce somebody to your to the wrestlers were like hey this person's running in right now hey who's this oh this is this guy who does blah 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 blah. and then this person runs in like i i've had multiple social events around the royal rumble Um, and it's great because like the royal rumble they might because a lot of people have seen wrestling before and they might see somebody from the past be like oh i remember i used to watch wrestling and blah 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 and that's the same guy yeah it's it's a it's great for for a social party it's great because it it kind of has like the easy crowd reaction and call and response of like a game show Mm -hmm. so but it also has like everything you enjoy about wrestling so it's just perfect in that way it's perfect for uh you know new fans or lap fans um i kind of felt the same way watching uh raw 30 on monday i was like this Mm -hmm. really isn't for uh like fans that are going to watch every week it's for casual fans Yeah, it worked, though. And we'll talk yeah. about that here in a second. Um, Rerun says, TK and the production team did an amazing job with the Jay Tribute show on YouTube. That wasn't what I expected, and it's now set the standard for tribute shows. Um, it's a good point. Uh, Shot Kid says, I'll say it, Hater delivers a better ripcord clothesline than Okada. Whoa. I don't know about all that, buddy. Let's, let's relax. <laughs> let's calm down. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more. Um, I church pastor says, Hey fam, are you guys looking forward to a lot of surprises tonight? Um, I mean, I know there's going to be some, some big ones. Uh, we will talk about some of what we predict. Phantom says Amy and Jamie knocked it out of the park last night. And we got anime otaku says after the shoving on the outside, I kind of wanted to see May versus rebel only, Slightly disappointing thing in the match was the lack of tea time. Um, I think for what Emmy was trying to do with a main event match, uh, this wasn't necessarily the time for that. Yeah, probably not. Um, they definitely have to start using Mace Ruga more as a wrestler mm-hmm. as well because she's so definitely good. she's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Ricardo surname loading says, watching Samojo cry broke my soul. RH says, I'm chomping at the bit for AEW to bring in the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. If they do, Diamante and Ivelisse get a first round bye. Ivelisse is not in that company anymore. Ivelisse, yes. Yeah, she's not there. And I don't even think, I don't think she and Diamante get along. Um, So there's that too. Uh, I think it's just, no, it, it was a thing that worked for that first tournament they did. But uh, not going to be a thing anymore, I don't think. Irene says, I'd have Takeshita helping Brian kick uh, kick off him joining BCC, have him be Brian's protege while Yuta is Mox's. It could become a great long-term story. Uh, Andrew the Giant says, after seven classic matches, Brian needs a challenge. Match number eight, Karrion Cross. I think he'd have a... I, the funny thing is, I bet he'd have a great match with Cross. I mean, he had a pretty decent match with with uh with Big Bill, aka Big Cass, mm-hmm. before then. Yeah. And uh, that's not Jake... to say Big Cass is bad, but he did. Hey, he's yeah. Big Bill Morrissey now. I uh, like they it. added have they added the last name? Now? They added the last name. He is now Big Bill Morrissey. Because like I think W Morrissey wasn't working, but I no. think Big Bill was a little too wasn't enough. But Big Bill Morrissey, I'm in. Uh, I think that works. It's 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 perfect. Uh, let's see. Jake Salazar says, "And what development of Dom are we talking about? The only development he has is that crappy mullet." Um, I mean, he's he's definitely developed as a character. I mean, I don't. I, I think you would be kind of a hater to act like nothing he's done character wise is hitting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are hitting character wise, though, I do want to talk about Raw Thirty. Raw Thirty this week. Uh, I mean, it's the thirtieth anniversary of Monday Night Raw. And I think for the most part it delivered, especially that first hour, commercial free. Mm-hmm. Uh there there's stuff to talk about, but that first opening segment, the uh the trial of Sami Zayn. The second second segment. First one. I ain't seen no, I ain't seen yeah. nothing before that. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the trial of Sami Zayn. I thought it hit every single note. This mm-hmm. I was thoroughly sports entertained. Um, wrestling is so interesting, right? Because like the best thing professional wrestling does to me is still professional wrestling, simply because like I can get drama a lot of other places. Right. But when the drama is done well, like in segments like this, uh, it's a reminder that. It, it it is one of the biggest drawing points of professional wrestling because like when you break it down a bunch of guys like standing around having a giant conversation with microphones in their hands doesn't make any sense but luckily it's professional wrestling you don't have to think about that but uh this hit it just did it the the paul Heyman for everything he had done for Sami Zayn, um basically stabbed that man in the back and uh he threw up those exhibits of of Sami Zayn uh fucking up on the on the bloodline and being out for himself and being a a snake in the grass this entire time but i think it's going to be an all-time great raw moment maybe depending on what happens tonight uh but right before solo is about to take out Sami Zayn 
Mm. Jay Uso standing up for Sami Zayn and playing the footage of Sami coming through for the bloodline since August. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Great shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things that it prolonged the story, but in a really intriguing way. Mm-hmm. Because now I want to see how this plays out. I very much want to see how this plays out. Uh, and nah, I don't know. What did you guys think? Uh, I thought this was a good segment. The the one small nitpick that I had is I felt like it did not play off what we've seen for the last week because less than a week ago, Heyman was telling Roman, no, we can't kick this guy out. It's better to have him on our side than have him against us. But then Monday, right. it's like, nah, get him out of here. It's mm. like, but what happened to your plan from Friday? <laughs> that I, just I, disappeared. I, um, I, th- I think it was supposed to be based off the ending from SmackDown that that was where, because, you know, Kevin Owens had taken everybody out. And I think that that was the turning point for Paul where he's like, no, this guy, uh, he doesn't have it. I'd like I'm willing to accept that as the explanation. But but he felt that way beforehand because remember when he was telling him it's better to have him on our side as he said I never liked Shmuley. So I think he didn't like him to begin with, but I thought the plan was hey, he's on our side. But whatever, I digress. That's a that's a very small nitpick. Um I thought the segment was very good. I think uh them setting up uh Jay going from Sammy's biggest hater to now kind of being G money and he's not going to get blamed when Sammy turns on him. Cause I do think Sammy is going to turn on them. And uh, do you really think so? I, I, I have my predictions now. I think I think it, I, th- there, there's reasons to see. And even during this trial, I was thinking it the whole way because um, when Jay started playing all those things in his defense, all of those times where, he was helping the bloodline. He helped specifically the Usos. Um, if you look at all of those times, and I pointed this out before, uh, he low blowed Kevin Owens in that match. He's never attacked Kevin Owens outside of a match. Like if you go back and look at all of it, either they end up doing a stare down or they hesitate and they go their separate ways. They never attack each other outside of a match. Um, and so I looked at all of that and I was like, mm, I think Sammy's going to turn on them. And I think mm. Sammy is slowly starting to see that Roman does not really care about him and he's using him. And I, I, I see, think that's I, I, because. I, I, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want but, you to finish. But because but, in order to turn Sammy face, um, you can't have him go face by happenstance. If he just gets beaten up and kicked out of the group, then he goes baby face. He didn't really learn a lesson. But I feel like it's a better story if I feel like it's a better story if he turns on them first and goes, No, he's always been my friend. I'd never turn on Kevin on. He's always my friend. And he was right about you. He's always right about you. See, I disagree. I think that um I think he's being set up and i think the big payoff is going to happen at the rumble i think that the uso set him up i think jay you know we really got a really endearing moment out of jay when he said i love you dog and like we the crowd really felt that they got their moment where jay like fully came around to Sami Zayn, and i think he's gonna stab that motherfucker in the back i think that um i think what we've gotten out of sammy has been 
a story of a guy who's just been looking for acceptance this entire time. And I think he kind of needs to have a little bit of egg on his face. I think that, you know, the, the idea that, because it, it'll go one of two ways. Either he was the mastermind the entire time and he's been playing these guys, or he's the victim of these guys. And I think the more, the bigger sympathy play is making him the victim of these guys. I think if anything, Sammy needs to be shown that Kevin was right the whole time. And that, and that's where I think it's heading. I think it's Kevin's been trying to warn Sammy left and right. These guys, they're not your family. They don't see you as family. And when it comes time for them to realize that, uh, you aren't valuable to them anymore they're gonna fuck you up like kevin's been trying to tell him this this entire time and i think that the moment's gonna come that jay uso i think is gonna be the one to stab him in the back to show him nah like we played you we played you good we don't need you anymore and i think what sammy's been after this whole time has been acceptance and I think the payoff moment is going to be when Sammy realizes that the acceptance he's been seeking has been there the whole time. Kevin Owens, the one who's never turned his back on him this whole time, the one who kept trying to tell him all along, these aren't your friends, this isn't your family, I am. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to see that. Uh, and that's where I think the payoff is going to come. Because um, we're going to talk about the Rumble uh, after we're done talking about Raw 30. But I, I don't think Sammy's going to be in the Rumble. I, uh, coming out of, I thought the segment was great on Monday. I mm-hmm. thought everything that they did, the, the Jay, uh, cutoff was amazing. Coming out of this week, Sami Zayn did the interview with Ariel on great interview. Talked a lot about a lot of stuff. A lot of people are leaning towards Sami Zayn. Like I saw a lot this week. Sami Zayn should win the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn should challenge the Royal Rumble. A lot. Challenge Roman Reigns. But, the story that they've been telling this entire time is Sami Zayn versus Jay Uso, which in turn leads to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, right? Isn't that the bigger WrestleMania story? And isn't that the story they've been telling kind of this entire time? I think it's more fan booking that fans want to right. see Kevin Owens. I mean, want to see Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns because mm-hmm. that's ultimately the big payoff, right? That Sami yeah. Zayn um, has ultimately been interacting with Roman this whole time mm-hmm. and that Roman is the he's the big dog he he's is the prize. He, he's the prize he's the target mm-hmm. but they've never shown Sammy to have any desire for the universal title and I exactly. think that that's the piece where I'm like that that's what's missing from me wanting to see him win the rumble is mm-hmm. that it makes it about Roman and less about the universal championship and I right. think that um, in order to have a good Wrestlemania main event you have to have it be about both Mm -hmm. uh because like i'll give a couple of examples of the past um batista versus triple h we finally saw batista break away from hunter but a big piece of that was that do you remember that time you saw evolution raising the belts or like celebrating and they were all helping hunter but batista kind of starts glancing at the world heavyweight title like i kind of want that like they made it a point that it wasn't just about Hunter. It was about Batista wants to be a champion and mm-hmm. it's time for him to be a champion. And he is going to pull this off. Um, and then Hunter trying to misdirect him and going, well, if you want to be a champion, 
you should go for JBL in the WWE titles. You know, you don't want this. What if we went it together? Like, they, they found a way to make sure it stayed about the titles. An example where I think that they missed the boat on that was, again, keep bringing up Triple H because he may have been a lot of WrestleManias. Uh, but Triple H versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 25, the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, which wasn't the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, but they called it that anyway. Uh, people liked the feud, but God damn it, that feud could not have had less to do with the WWE Championship that Hunter had around his shoulder. It was literally all about the Stephanie stuff, breaking in the home, all of that, to the point of where the title fell into the background. And I think that did a disservice to interest in the match because it's like we've got this major feud where Hunter and Randy Orton have this big personal rivalry and it's a big personal story, but nobody has any interest in what's who walks out of this as champion. And so as a result of that, Orton didn't win because the story that was being told wasn't a story for Orton to win. Even though he needed to be champion, they were telling a story for Hunter that to be, and it, it didn't work because there wasn't enough emphasis on the title itself. So now here we are. Sami Zayn versus possibly Roman Reigns. Up until this point, there has not been anything to indicate Sami Zayn is a contender for the United or for the Universal Championship, the WWE mm-hmm. Undisputed Universal Title. Um, long ass name, but that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been nothing to indicate that he's a contender for it. There's nothing to indicate that he stands a chance for it. There's nothing to indicate that he wants it, and mm-hmm. that to me. Like, if it's just about Roman, I think you do the rumble itself a disservice. I, but see, I disagree that it's just about Roman. Because I think the reason why some people want Sammy to win is because they haven't built up anybody else as a conceivable challenge for, challenger for Roman. And yeah, he hasn't said that he wants to be champion, but nobody on WWE television really says they want to be champion anymore because the way they book Roman, they book Roman as the end all be all. And the only other person that's done it is Cody and Cody has not been on TV for months. And so to my point, Kevin Owens has been saying that he wants the belt. He's probably like, yeah, but Kevin Owens ain't winning. Come on now. Kevin Owens is not winning that match. Um, (laughs) um, I, I just think that because they have not built up anybody as a conceivable threat to Roman, People are only seeing the Sammy stuff because Sammy has been a part of the story with Roman for months now. He's the guy now where if people are like, all right, what is the next story progression? It's Sammy because Sammy has been there for months. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people that are not on a Cody bandwagon feel like Cody is now stepping in and he's being placed into a storyline where he hasn't been at all. He hasn't been involved with Roman at all. Like so they haven't even been on screen together, tonight, huh? but you know what, but, but you know what, to me, I think that's the best story possible. And the reason I say that is because I think with Roman having been champion almost three years, Ooh. his biggest challenge should come from the outside. To me, I think that it should be somebody who he the reason, if you can tell the story of the reason Roman's been champion this long is because he hasn't faced this guy yet. Because I keep seeing people say, oh, they should go back to the Jey Uso story. He should beat Roman. And I thought, I don't see it. I, yeah, I don't see it. I don't think it's happening. And then on top of that, I think that um, I don't necessarily like it because it makes a lot of the three years feel like a bit of a waste of time if after 
this entire time, the person who takes it from him is a guy that we already saw. I like the the idea that. Oh, I totally Ro- disagree with that. Oh my god, so, I totally so, disagree with that. So, uh, to me, I think that the the best way to end a long reign is to have it come from a challenge, have it be the threat that Roman just hasn't faced yet. He hasn't faced Cody yet. He hasn't faced anybody like Cody yet. Cody is an entirely new concept to this three-year title reign. To me, that's the way to go. The reason I totally disagree with you, though, is that it makes it seem like nobody on the WWE roster could beat this guy until Cody showed up, and I just totally disagree with that. Um, I mean, that, but that's the story they told. That's what they did. I, I, but I don't even. I just don't like the story I, because it makes it seem like all of these other people around him were chumps and nobody could beat him. But a lot of these guys that probably could have beat him didn't even get the opportunity to. Um, like, like I said, you you set up a Shinsuke match that never fucking happened. Never um, happened. And so, like, like I said, there there are guys that may have posed a challenge to him that just didn't even get the shot. Um, so. Nah, I just I don't like this story. But I do um I do think that there is credence to wanting the story progression to be Sammy. Because yeah. um I I think people have forgotten because people are so involved in this honorary ooze stuff. Before any of this was happening, um he was champion because he outsmarted everybody. That's why he was Intercontinental Champion. Remember that ladder match, how he outsmarted everybody to win that match. And that's why I could see him turning on him because, no, this guy's not a dummy. He sees what's happening around him. I think him being hesitant about everything that's happening for the last few weeks is him looking and looking around like, nah, this ain't what I thought it was. Um, So, no, this guy is smarter than people think he is. Um, And I think that in order for him to beat Roman, the only way he was going to beat him is outsmarting him. He wasn't going to just beat him like straight up in a wrestling match. He had to outsmart him. And I feel like the best way to getting him, get him a title shot under Roman's nose would be to run the Rumble. But I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like the better story is Cody winning the Rumble for many reasons. Um, not just him coming back and saying it's my goal to be WWE champion and getting there. But I also think that WWE as a company wants to treat the first AEW guy to jump yeah. ship well. And mm-hmm. so I think having him win the Rumble a year after he jumps ship, it's just too good to pass on. Um, but I also think, like I said, story-wise, um, given the history of the company, usually the hottest baby face in the company wins the Rumble. And yeah. so I think that's another reason why people think it's Sammy because they're thinking like, Sammy's going to have this hot baby face turn, but the hottest baby face in the company is still Cody Rhodes. Let's right. be honest. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a really, really interesting time. They um, might get hijacked, what, man. It's super interesting. Like this I, I, don't think the, I don't think, I don't think they're going to get hijacked. I don't think so if at all. If Cody doesn't, you know, like, you don't think. It's, don't it's, think it's, it's a different crowd like, now. And it's, I, it's, I guess they, they moved. It's different a different now. crowd and it's different circumstances. Like, yeah. I do think that... Um, you can still there's a way to pay off cuz i keep seeing comparisons to daniel bryan in 2014 but that was like in Philly. that's total it's a no, totally not, not just that it, that was pittsburgh by the way but um no. uh the the difference i think between that bryan situation and the sammy situation is that there is a way to pay off the sammy story and it is and they they told us on monday like we got that really great tag match the uh, Judgment Day versus the Usos, um, where Sammy had to sub in, 
and what was the last shot we saw of that match when Sammy came in and helped defeat them? Sammy um, gets to hold the tag titles, and but, the way he was looking at those belts, like, but I, again, this I could I could probably I, see this. This but, is why I'm leaning towards him turning on them because again, when he handed him the belt, he handed him the belt that he did not defend. He handed him. <laughs> He, he still held on to the SmackDown tag team titles. But either way, I very feel, interesting. I feel like they, they told us, point blank, like he is going for them tag titles. This is the story that Sami Zayn is involved in. And I feel like that was that lasting image that we got at the end of that match of Sami holding those tag titles and looking at them like, I, I could see this. I could, I could see myself with these. I think that was very deliberate. The yeah. reason I don't like the comparison to Daniel Bryan was because Daniel Bryan's story was the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. They literally had that man. He won the title at SummerSlam over John Cena. Gets cashed in on by Randy Orton. He gets a rematch against Randy Orton. Uh, and immediately he wins the title from Randy Orton and then is stripped of the belt. And then he gets screwed out of the belt at Hell in a Cell. And basically... People never got a conclusion to Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, as WWE champion. They never got a satisfying conclusion to it. They just constantly screwed him, and then we're like, all right, let's move on. And the fans were like, no, we're not done with that. He never got his moment. Like, you just you screwed him out of the belt, and then you moved on. And so when it was like, okay, well, maybe he's going to get his moment in the Rumble. That's where this is coming. And then he never got the moment. It didn't happen. He wasn't even in the Royal Rumble. I think it's a little bit different with Sammy because there was literally no way to pay off that Daniel Bryan story without him becoming champion. There was no way. Mm-hmm. There is a way to pay off the Sammy story without him becoming Universal Champion because, again, the Universal Championship is not a part of the story. The story is him against the bloodline. And there is a way to pay that off with him and Kevin Owens winning the tag team titles. And we've seen images of that. I think Sami Zayn is doing the best work of his career right now. And I want to see him have a big WrestleMania moment. But I think it's with the tag titles. And I don't think it's... And the thing is, I know people keep diminishing that. This is longest reign of all time. Like the, the Usos, this isn't like a consolation prize. I don't think it is. I think the Usos... I think dethroning the Usos for the reign that they've had with these belts is just not as monumental, obviously, as dethroning Roman. But I think it is a monumental moment in itself. It's a record-setting moment. I mean, it's a record-breaking moment. It is something that matters. And Your I best friend, is- they probably dreamed of this moment as young people, like winning the tag team titles together at WrestleMania. It's a huge moment. It's a huge moment, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it is. it is a demotion for him to win the tag titles, but... If fans feel that way, it's because the company has conditioned them to feel that being tag champions is a demotion. Um, right. But I don't feel like it is. But I think the other part of it is I feel like for some fans, if you are a fan of Sammy from NXT up, this has to feel like this is the closest you're ever going to get to Sammy getting a world title push. And so I can understand that. Um, I don't I I'm not sure if you'll get this this again. Um and I, I do think he should challenge Roman for the title at some point. Now I don't think I don't I don't think that means he should win, but I do think he should challenge for the title at some point. Because he's just too hot right now. Like he's he's one of the hottest guys on the roster. Um you're going to Montreal soon. That's where I think just he's makes getting too the title shot though, is, is is in Montreal. I don't think it's happening at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. now 
you were saying you don't think he's going to be in a rumble. I think that'd be a colossal mistake. Um, because I think as hot as this guy is, that would be one of the biggest reactions of the night, him coming out in the Rumble. Even if he loses, I I think it's a mistake to not have him in the Rumble. I don't think he's going to be. I think that the... Uh, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think it's a mistake. I think that you you need to expectation set. I think if he's not in the Rumble, something needs to happen to prevent it. I think that like it was a mistake for Daniel Bryan when... He had a match with Bray Wyatt earlier in the show, and he just lost. And then we just don't see him in the Rumble. Like, it wasn't like he was incapacitated or anything. He was just, he just lost the match clean to Bray Wyatt and then isn't in the Rumble. I think that if the match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, if the, if something happens to Sammy in that match, at the end of that match, at the conclusion of that match, I think that would at least set fans up with a decent expectation of not having Sami Zayn there. I think if they do the big payoff of the bloodline taking out Sami Zayn, deciding he's no longer of use to us, we beat Kevin Owens, and then they just do like a big beat down of Sami Zayn, have him hospitalized, have him taken off on a stretcher, all of that stuff, then at least you've expectation set with the fans. Not only is Sami Zayn not in this Rumble, but... We have no reason to think he would be because that man was just beaten to smithereens by the bloodline. I think that that's a good way to do that. I mean, I understand that, but we're talking about the Rumble being a wrap-up of all the stories of the year. To not have one of the, one of the guys that's in one of the hottest stories of the year be in the Rumble, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, but he's also, again, like I said, expectation setting. There's nothing... Sammy has not indicated in any way, shape, or form. Like, the way you've had Kevin Owens... I mean, the way you've had guys like Seth Rollins say, I want to win the Rumble. The way you've had Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, all of these he guys... Would, he wouldn't declare, say he wants to win the Rumble because he's standing next to the champion. Why would he say He hasn't even said he that? wants to be in it. Like, that's the but, thing. is He hasn't even declared... Like, it hasn't been anything to indicate that Sami Zayn would be headed in that direction. Other than I, the fact that want, fans want to see it. But I'm saying that he wouldn't want. Why? Why would he say that when this guy has blown up on him for saying less? He's not going to stand next to Roman Reigns and say, "I want to be in a rumble." Roman's going to be like, "Oh, you want to be in a rumble? Oh, you want to be champion now?" I just, I don't think he's going to be in it. That, that's that's just my gut feeling. I don't think he will be. I think that's something that they would have announced by now, uh, and they've announced 19 competitors. So um, we'll talk about. I don't know. Look, guys. I'll say this. January is is one of my favorite times of the year for things like the Royal Rumble. And uh and I always find myself excited as a wrestling fan getting where we are here in January. You know what else is interesting about January? Cuz it's the end of January. We're all guilty of it. We all try and usually fail. To make New Year's resolutions that we can commit to. I've been guilty of that my entire life. But you know that there's an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. That's right, folks. I'm talking about the FitBod app. Don't go into the gym aimlessly. Get a fitness plan that's cheaper than a single session with a personal trainer. You guys heard me talk about my experience last year with FitBot app and how I lost 30 pounds. Well, then the holidays happened and like 30 pounds kind of turned into like 20. Um, but 
Literally at the start of this year, Fitbot allowed me to set some new goals, set some new targets, and set some reminders to keep me motivated and on track. There it is. We've got the Fitbot graphic right there. Uh, Fitbot's algorithm changes and updates your fitness plan as you go. So those goals you set late last year that may have been impacted by some delicious Christmas treats uh, have adjusted, allowing you to get back on track and see the results you're looking for. Just pick a fitness goal, add your equipment, and Fitbot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or you hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. Whether you work out in the weight room or your bedroom, FitBot has a plan for you. Learn new movements the right way with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. A full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBot today and build a routine that lasts all year. Get 25% off your subscription and try the app free at fitbot.me slash grapsity. You see it on your screen right there. That's F-I-T-B-O-D.me slash grapsity. Save 25%. That's FitBot. That's the app. And again, build a routine that's right for you. There's Reg again. Hey, <laughs> hey! Yeah. I mean, we got. I'll uh, oh, go ahead. Are we going to get into the other part about Raw Thirty? That was the we, talking point. We will shortly. Uh, we got a Humper chat from Kyle. It says that Bloodline segment was so good that the mic in the first segment was trying to rush Hogan out of there to get to it. <laughs> Much love, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we got a another one from. Uh, let's see. Words from Will says, I'm late to the stream. What in the world is going on with the spooky dookie? I'm so lost. I mean, I think it's self-explanatory at this point. I feel like they have rolled Bray back through his old gimmicks to prepare mm -hmm. him for his match at the Rumble. Yeah, although he said, and I, I do believe him, that he said the Fiend died at WrestleMania against Randy Orton. And... Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to yeah, see the Fiend, yeah, but I, uh, I think that this was just a way to kind of show us very yeah. great sense before he had a match. Roland says, uh, hey, do you guys think Rhea, Whip uh, Rhea Ripley wins the Royal Rumble or is a WrestleMania match set up by returning by returning Beth Phoenix who eliminates her? I, I feel like she has to win. She's the hottest no. yeah. um, female act, I think, right now going into that, that stands the chance of when we've got two babyface champions right now, mm -hmm. I think that either one would benefit from uh, having a challenger as strong as Rhea right now. Totally. Yeah, I mean, they haven't built up anybody else as a conceivable winner. Um, I don't know if you guys watched that training session she had with Dom on YouTube, um, which was very funny. But they snuck in all of this story stuff with Rhea because she was like, well... I have experience in a rumble and I was one of the final two. And she was like, I won't let that happen again. I will not, you know, sit on the apron and try and be friends with anybody again. And I felt like that was the note that's going to, she's going to yeah. win. She's nice. going to win. I think Jeff Gators says when talking about favorite rappers, y'all often omit Southern rappers. Why is that? And who are some of your faves? Uh, Boosie, Boosie and Starlito had a, uh, big impact on me. 
Um, I mean, I try not to omit Southern rappers. It's just it I, depends. I feel like on... we had like a whole thing on Ludacris on one episode because mm-hmm. I feel like Ludacris' run is one of one of the best runs of that. Can we era. talk about Cash Money and uh, like uh, the, I I was no love Cash Money. Yeah, yeah I, I and Outcast, um, bro. Come on, Outcast. Yeah, no, I I would never omit the South. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I we're not, feel we're like... not New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, so. In 2006, I bought that Chameleon Air album. Um, and let me Not tell you. Chameleon Air. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I hate that he is recognized solely as like the riding dirty guy, right? Because I'm like, no, he has like some dope shit. And, uh, and I hate that the only thing that had any staying power was riding dirty. Because... I bet he don't hate it. He got to be getting caked up for that. Every time I turn on the on, I still be he, hearing that. Nah, he makes a lot of money outside he does. of rap. He's, he does, yeah. He's well yeah, taken he, care of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Orion Ben 666 says, we have the trial of Reg. Who you have on jury? WWE fans. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, boys. I, I, I have an answer. I can't say it on there, though. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't say it on that, but I have an answer to that. Are uh, they partial to me? Or are they impartial? It depends on what what we're doing. Uh, they're definitely not partial to you. <laughs> Dan Jesswell says, "My weekend doesn't start, nor does it feel complete, until I hear that Grab City theme, uh, and maybe enjoy a spliff or two. Uh, much love from Humboldt culture, uh, country. Sorry. Come, yeah, send me some of that from Humboldt." <laughs> uh, let's see. We got the Kenneth Love says, uh, "Y'all see Seth's answer about CM Punk worker shoot? I haven't seen that. What did he say?" Um, I think he's talking about him saying he's a cancer. Don't come back here. Um, uh, he said that. I yeah, don't. We got another one said. Did you see what Seth said about CM Punk? Um, huh. So, so here's the thing. This is what Seth does. I don't know why people still fall for this. He does things to rile people up. That's that's the character. He's wow. he's been doing that for about a year. And so what is a hot topic right now? It's punk. And is people that want to see punk possibly go there, of course he would say no. But at the same time, if you offer him a match with him, he's not gonna turn it down. The guy was right. campaigning for a match with Punk when he was on backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Albert. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, Albert Pont says, I think Jay playing Sammy, and once it blows up, we get Usos versus Sammy and KO. Rock and Becky are my picks for Rumble. I see I Beth tossing Rhea to, to <laughs> set up the Mania match. I'm going to talk about oh, Rock God. here in a sec. I totally hey, forgot hey, about old Dwayne. Uh, Irene C. says, what WWE talent under the age of 35 could believably beat Roman Reigns and be WWE champion right now? Uh, under 35? I don't know. They haven't really built anybody right now. I uh, nobody's close enough uh, under thirty five right now. That's okay, um, but I don't know who it's going to be. Snap Grapple Pop, by the way, says not wanting Sammy to win Royal Rumble because he shouldn't be champ, but he doesn't need to win. Him losing reignites Bloodline as full heels can beat Usos later. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like. But see, again, I don't want to go back into my campaign of why I think Sammy's going to turn on him because I feel like that's going to start the 
that's going to start the domino effect that causes the split of the bloodline. Uh, because I feel like Jay is eventually going to turn face. I feel like the Usos are eventually going to turn face. Chris Austin says, I need Cody to be heel. I just feel once again, after the Homelander gimmick gets stale, people will turn on him just like an AEW. Uh, but he's not but working it, a Homelander gimmick. He's working a <laughs> he's working a prodigal son returns and everybody loves me gimmick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they just have to be careful. Like literally the thing that got people, I mean, the, the thing that's going to get people to turn on him is and i could very much see it like he wins the rumble monday i mean sunday saturday it's, it's tonight he wins the rumble tonight comes out monday and says i'm gonna do it for the american dream dusty roads i'm gonna do it for my wife brandy for my daughter and for america god bless america <laughs> that's the point where the fans god damn it he's gonna I do don't, it. I don't i don't think it is i think fans i think wwe fans are full on cody right now I, yeah, I, th- I i think they are but i think if he does a patriot thing they would turn on that i'm on what I you guys said now about crowds are different now and they just like it's not gonna be like a full like we hate cody they're just gonna no. like if we're supposed to cheer cody we're gonna cheer cody he's like, i, I mean it, the crowds are very different than they used to be i uh, here's a good example. This past Monday's Raw was in Philadelphia. They had a ton of tickets sold. They That crowd was, mm. what, it was 15,000 people, I believe. Yeah. Uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. That's a lot and, of people. Yeah. And, like, they were hot for a lot of stuff. They were hot for the Bloodline stuff. But not, like, hot in a Philadelphia-type way. Mm-hmm. Like, when you hear, when I think Philadelphia crowds, there's a certain sound I have in mind for them, right? Um, because that's, you know, it's ECW country. Right. But the way that those fans were sitting on their hands for a lot of things in that show, it was a reminder that this is a different sound. This is a different crowd than WWE's really had. Like, when you hear, even go back to shows from 2016, 2017, it's a different crowd. Um, and I think this is a crowd that you could kind of count on to go with the flow more than the ones from before that I knew at that uh, WrestleMania 2016 and Texas at the live show they had the on the big screen they were like putting up cheer and boo like they were doing it like a studio audience and I knew from that point on that things were never going to be the same and they haven't been the same since then. <laughs> it's like they condition their crowds to be like this mm-hmm. they condition their crowds to sit on their hands they condition their crowds to only really go ham when Roman's out there so yeah really, I mean you know? I definitely was put back with again how quiet WWE crowds are like mm-hmm. um, even when the American Badass theme hit and Taker right. came out. I thought he was going to get this huge pop. It wasn't that loud. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is Taker. Like, I thought that WWE. They saw him sneaker shopping before that. Yeah. That's why. No, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I marked out for the American Badass Undertaker. I I think that's the best Undertaker to me. I, uh, it is. It is to me. It's I, not. I said, it is I, not. I, I think American Badass Taker was the best taker. It's, I, not, I Not get off my lawn, Taker. It's crazy out here. <laughs> Look, and I think the reason I like it is because I believe that Undertaker. I believe yeah, he is that man. More than the man. Yeah, like, I, I'm, you know, the Undertaker coming out, chewing tobacco, and doing all that shit. I'm like, this is who he is. That is Mark Calloway. Like, uh, the other guy is a gimmick. This is not a gimmick. This is This man rides the motorcycles. This man probably listens to kid rock i fully think that the, and i want real this people in my professional wrestling 
I, I, nah, man. No, I, I, I know there's a lot of people who don't like the American Badass. I mean, I will say, I think it's interesting that they went with American Badass as the song because historically, where does that exist? And I mean this, like, seriously. Obviously, that's there to pop people like me who were watching in 2000 when Undertaker returned and uh, he had the American Badass theme and he used it from, I think, what was it, May of 2000 till December. Mm -hmm. So he used it for, you know, a good seven months. But if you go back and watch that on Peacock, that song is not there. Uh, if you, It's edited out of everything. If you played the WWE video games at the time, Taker comes out, uh, if you played SmackDown 2 Know Your Role on PlayStation, Taker comes out to the Raw theme. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> right, We just can't like, figure it, this out. Let's put the Raw no, theme. It, it starts with, it, 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 I'll never forget it. It always does the, the bong, are you scared? He's here. It's my life in a box. It's all of me. And it's all in my arms. It's all of me. Like, and I'm like, that is not his song. It didn't use that at all. <laughs> Um, I'll never forget that. And then on uh, No Mercy, didn't have it either. Mm -hmm. And then he switched to Roland, and WWE obviously had a much easier time licensing Roland to the point of where he probably should have just come out with Roland here. I think right. that would have yeah. popped people more because mm -hmm. that has more historical significance to Undertaker in terms of he used that song longer and that footage actually exists. You can go mm. back and watch WrestleMania 17, see Taker come out to Roland. Watch WrestleMania 19, Limp Biscuit performed it live. Like, I remember WWE inducted Kid Rock into the Hall of Fame, and one of the things they cited was The Undertaker came out to his music. And I'm like, where? Show me. Because you can't use it. Like, as much as you guys talk up Kid Rock, Kid Rock has given you the hardest time with any music that you've ever had from him. Stacey Keebler don't be coming out to legs on any of the stuff that you've watched um, as far as Kid Rock was concerned because they have a very, very hard time keeping Kid Rock music licensed. And yet, man got a Hall of Fame induction. And it's like, that man screwed 10 years worth of your footage. Because... Was that him or was that the label, though? It is the, the but even I know, but even still, I, I just feel like... Uh, for a guy Fred you're is way cooler than kid rock, kid rock <laughs> that, that too just yeah. have, like, this kid, kid yeah. rock is I fucking mean, awful i i am still kind of in disbelief that you're trying to convince us biker taker was the best taker like, that <laughs> is, I, I love biker that taker is, Look, that I is know. massive cap i don't know what no, the fuck I, you're talking about <laughs> no, i i love biker taker i don't give a fuck a biker taker is the best taker i think that uh because I like the natural evolution of it. I liked how it wasn't just the thing that like happened overnight. It was like throughout 98, 99, Undertaker like just started, he stopped talking like a zombie and like just started talking like a normal person, started cutting normal ass promos. And then I remember, you know, he started wearing a bandana backstage when you saw him. He started putting on sunglasses and then he got injured. And when he came back, they were like, fuck it. All of it's gone. He's just going to be this dude who rides motorcycles. And I thought it was right for the era. I think had he remained the dead man through that era would have made no sense in a time. No, it was where... definitely right for that era. But that's a that's a far cry from saying that's the best taker. But that's also <laughs> like I, that's also my favorite era. So when I think about the good times and good memories I have through that era, I no, think now in ring, I think taker had his best in ring stuff as 
really like he didn't start getting good in ring to like oh five yeah yeah but um i think just as a character i didn't get much out of the the zombie character but i also don't like supernatural shit in pro wrestling um i've once had to watch bob orton have blood pouring down his face from randy's imagination and turn the tv off at that point like that is shit is not for me um and so nah i i just (laughs) all of the memorable stuff that i think of taker growing up like i've told the story of how i got into wrestling and it was undertaker on the front of wwe magazine with the urn with paul bear next to him nah man ministry taker all of that stuff is memorable stuff i i cannot remember a single memorable thing during biker taker era that's like that got me to keep watching wrestling jeff hardy (laughs) jeff hardy yeah Yeah, jeff Jeff hardy Hardy. like that moment could not have been done with any other taker but uh the biker i feel like the first brock lesnar feud and brock Oh, the Brock, Brock was one of the most matches, though. Brock Helen is, are you kidding me? One of the most, the moment I felt like Brock was that dude was when uh, Sarah Taker was at, uh, well, was, you know, remember that when she was backstage pregnant and Brock walks up to her, puts his hand on her womb, and just like, <laughs> it just, that was his intimidating factor. And I'm like, did Brock just literally put his hands on? not only his opponent's wife, but on the unborn babe, that was like total badass shit. And I was in on Taker at that point. I thought that uh, that's my favorite Undertaker. I don't know. I feel like, look, I think Undertaker would be somebody who sits around listening to you've done it now. But I don't, I don't want real Taker. We've seen what real Taker is like. We've seen how he dresses. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't. Look, I don't want I, him wearing "Don't Tread on Me" hat to. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't want that. And the New Balances he picked up at the complex. <laughs> I, 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 I have to. I have to be honest with you, Reg. I did not watch his sneaker shopping. I had no interest in watching. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> no, I, I, that's all I saw was the shot with the New Balances. Because, that's what I'm saying. I, I, because of everything that when I discovered wrestling, I don't want to see Undertaker as a real person. I have no interest in that. <laughs> like Undertaker's Undertaker to me. He's the he's the character. I don't want to see him as a real person. I don't want to know his his political views. I don't want to know none of that shit. I don't, like, I don't need to know his political views. But I, I just for me, I think that I get the most out of wrestling characters when they feel genuine, and like the I don't feel like I mean rest in peace is genuine. That's just me though. But I know I that's mean, not everybody. I mean, Dan, nothing about Danhausen is a genuine character, and Danhausen is great. I'll be hating on Dan Housen. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm poking a hole in what he's saying that I want everybody. No, sometimes it's okay to just have wrestling characters. It is. Yeah, I mean, again, because because Dan Housen uh-huh. is very much a wrestling character, just like Orange Cassidy is very much a wrestling character. But I'm getting the most out of Orange Cassidy the more he is starting to evolve into being a pure wrestler. Like I love Orange Cassidy more now than I ever have. What about Bray but Wyatt? It's, it's still a bit. Everything what about Bray Wyatt, Reginald? <laughs> I'll see as a character. Not Can't wait for, for the match tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, so we got Shane Monster. Shane Monster says, confusing direct in the Kingston House of Black storyline aside, uh, with Sting's AEW contract slash career upcoming, is Malachi slash Brody versus Sting Darby the retirement match? I yep. want to... 
that me, Brody, I, I mean, uh, Eddie Kingston promo, I didn't really last night. I, I didn't. It kind of. I haven't been feeling the trouble. the stuff with House of Black at all. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't like what they're doing with Eddie at the moment. Yeah. It's not working for me. I didn't yeah. like the I didn't like the segment with Ortiz last week. Yeah, I didn't like this no. this week. It's it's yeah. not hidden for me. Um, I, I think I think if anything, this is the first time I've seen AEW in a while seem to steer away from what their crowd is telling them, and the crowd mm-hmm. loves Eddie. So why would you? Yeah. Why would you steer away from that? It's he can't be heel. We want him to be face. It's it's Eddie Kingston. And, and, and I don't think he's a heel. I I just don't think what they're doing is working. Um, I think for the retirement match for Sting. I mean, maybe not the retirement match, but I feel like we do have to get Sting and Darby forming a team. I don't know who against. Could be House of Black. Might not. But. I feel like Sting has to do blood and guts before it's all done. I think mm. for Sting's history with the War Games match um, and the fact that the matches Sting has been doing this last couple of years have been like big over-the-top matches where he can kind of do some uh, crazy shit that make you go, oh, shit, Sting. Like, I'm pretty sure if anybody's going to dive Because let me see. The first ever blood and guts, we saw Jericho fall off onto a crash pad. Uh, we saw the second one was a much better spot in Sammy Guevara being mm-hmm. thrown off the top. I feel like this is kind of right up Darby Allen's alley, isn't it, for doing some crazy shit. I think a Sting Darby team versus whoever else's team should be done um, before. It's, I don't know if that's the retirement match. but Not the fucking Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> that's it. Just I, not I, against those guys. I do want to see them make a run at the tag titles at some point. Cause I yeah. do think they've been together long enough that they should try to make a run as a tag team. Definitely. Uh, and yeah, so what, so there was one other big thing that happened at raw 30. Oh yeah. Um, and that, and was... I don't like her little answer that she gave up. It wasn't, um, that little political, uh, we're all great back here. Everything is great. But like, that doesn't Maybe. like I, I hope because Bailey did a thing where she was like, uh, "Don't think that the women's evolution. Don't think that we're going backwards because of what happened on Monday. They treat us great back here." Blah blah. blah. She gave so, like uh, a great WWE political answer. About let's provide some context. Um, we're talking about the fact that uh, the much advertised steel cage match between Bailey and Becky Lynch for Raw Thirty did not happen as advertised. Um, and the reason it didn't happen was because the, uh, the bloodline segments all ran long and in running long, um, that ended up screwing things up. And in order to get the show back on track, because the show was very meticulously timed and they had uh, hours two and three very planned out because of the fact that the first hour was commercial free, the hours two and three were not, and loaded with extra commercials because the trick to a commercial free show is that, or a commercial free hour, commercial free segment, is that you don't actually remove those commercials. You just pile them up elsewhere in the show, mm-hmm. make longer breaks, all of that, right? And so they found themselves with their back against the wall in that segment where in this order to get the, the point rest of the I show, don't understand though, Will Washington, if the show's so meticulously put together, how the fuck did the bloodline segment go over? If it's uh, but again, that was, a, that was in a, that was in an hour without commercial breaks. And so with that, things run and are structured differently than in an hour where you have to plan out breaks. Right. And so they were able to do more with that and 
take more leeway with that than they were in a segment where okay now you got to go to commercial break this sense. match has a break spot in between um and so yeah they ended up in a position where they had to make a quick call where they're like in order to get this show back on track with the commercial breaks we have planned for hours two and three we hit this cage match spot does the cage match uh either do we cut it down to two minutes or do we punt it to another week and they ended up deciding to punt it to another week and uh that's what happened there boy the, the crowd did not like this the crowd no. was just like what's happening right now like that mm-hmm. if if this was supposed to get heat on damage control that did not work because the crowd was just sitting there silent um and to my point earlier of i feel like this show is kind of for casuals um if you're not a person that watches every week and you and there were a lot take, of them by the way this show did 2.3 million viewers like almost a million viewers over where they normally are right yeah huge now, numbers if if you were not a person that watches every week and you bought a ticket for this show or you just you only watched to see this match this was a terrible decision yes um to promote a match for this show that people looked forward to and to not give them the match is just a bad decision um, and that's further reason why I didn't understand why the Sonya and Bianca match was on the card because it was totally unnecessary. If if you're going to cut anything, cut that match. And not saying that any woman should get cut, but no, you, you've got the option of using the match you promoted for a week or using a match that you haven't promoted for a week where one of these people is going to be in a title match next week. It seems like a very clear answer to just go with the cage match. Um, I didn't understand that. But the other thing I've seen, um, of course, because Nikki Bella has been out everywhere giving her opinion. She was on IG giving her opinion. Uh, She spoke about it again on Tamron Hall. Um, She's giving it up. Tamron Hall is slowly becoming, by the way, like daytime wrestling talk show they've had <laughs> the, the, the way that they've had uh mandy rose on that show and that's where she finally spoke you they had brandy rhodes on a week later and uh this Turn week they the had, new sally jesse Raphael at this point yeah this is daytime talk show for pro wrestling like honestly i think everybody should aim to get that tamar hall interview yeah i mean there were just a bunch of other things in it in it second and third hour that just felt very unnecessary um but anyway so nikki was talking about this on tamron hall and ig and she said that um she didn't feel like the women were well represented and i agreed because um other than the clip at the beginning where we got some sprinkling in of the women we didn't really get any acknowledgement of the women's contributions to raw throughout the show at all like charlotte came out and she gave like an acknowledgement of the revolution but that, that was, was really, more about getting flair on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that wasn't really indicative of what the women have done for Raw at all. And I feel like they definitely dropped the ball. And I feel like people that are saying that people are overreacting to this because, oh, well, you're going to get the cage match at some point. I mean, we're not stupid. Yes, we're going to get the cage match at some point. But I do think that there is an issue here because – um, it's, it wasn't just that the cage match wasn't there. It was that there weren't any women's legends brought in. Um, there wasn't anybody from the Divas era. There wasn't even really talk of anything from the revolution. Like, 
Sasha Banks won the Raw Women's Championship on Raw. There was no talk of any of that stuff on Raw. And I mean, even if you want to get past that, when is the last time those tag titles have been defended? That's a good they have not. I... They have not built up anything around the women's tag division Insane. at all. And so I feel like there is an issue here. Like even if you look at SmackDown, mm. how many how many SmackDown in a row were there where there was no women's match? And I mean, we got a women's match this week, but yeah, we did. Y'all, y'all were cool on salute stuff. Like, not nah, look, man. I just don't. Uh, I'm I actually don't, talking December sixteenth. December sixteenth was the last time the women's tag titles were defended. It was against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox on SmackDown and the All State Arena. What happened to Tegan Knox? Hasn't been on TV much, but she'll be on the Rumble they need bodies um but yeah i just i i do think that you know they have been dropping the ball with the women's division lately um because there's like nothing interesting around those titles like and i mean the the only takeaway that i got from the angle they went with with the cage matches i was like oh well we did want damage control to look like a team that could actually do something and they actually got something done here Mm -hmm. but other than that, I just don't think the angle works because this doesn't get me excited to see the cage match. Right. If if the angle is to get us more excited for more Bailey and Becky stuff, this did not get me excited. It just felt disappointing. Um, because, like I said, this was the one of the biggest things you promoted for the show. And I don't know. I personally felt like the women should have main evented. Uh, but... Once uh once Brock was mentioned earlier in the night, I knew why they didn't main event because I knew Brock was gonna come out at the end. Um, it, I, I I'm not one of those people to say that this is a step back for the women's division or that Triple H doesn't care about the women's division, but I do think there's an issue here because I do like even if you look at the Rumble, like there has been no build for the women's Rumble at all. Like mm-hmm. th- there's no build here. The only stuff that I can think of for Rhea is not just that Rhea's popular. The stuff that I just mentioned that was a build was on YouTube. Right. With Dom. I mean. So I just, I don't <laughs> know. And I, I, I do think that they very strategically put Bianca and Charlotte on this episode because I'm assuming that Charlotte Bianca is going to be the WrestleMania match. Um, How do you think they get there? Do you th- we'll talk I, about it in the Rumble preview, but they're both I, champions now. Um, I, I don't know how they get there, but that's my assumption because um, I don't think they would have put them on the screen and the way that Charlotte has been baby-faced since she's been back, but she looked very annoyed at Bianca being on on in the ring with her. Um, I think that was intentional. I think it was also intentional that Bianca's been saying for the longest that she wants to be the woman that's beat every horsewoman and Charlotte's the only one she hasn't beaten yet. Um, so I think that's where we're going. Uh, Aubrey James says, what up, guys? First time super chat. L.A. Knight is a megastar. Austin versus L.A. Knight. Megastar is a... Oh, if I would say megastar. I would not say megastar. <laughs> but he's been great. <laughs> he's good. Uh, let's see. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Seth's, li- uh, Seth's not lying. Punk is not wanted. Um, can I say this? Um, hmm. I mean, by who? If, I walked in the, the barbershop yesterday 
And you know what the number one question Mr. Fightful Dude still gets from people randomly is what's the deal with CM Punk? Like, that's the thing that everybody still wants to know is, uh, is he coming back and where is he? I'm just going to, I'm just going to call out Cap because if CM Punk shows up in WWE, WWE fans are going to be excited. I don't want to hear that. You, there are WWE fans that are running with this now that if he showed up tonight, they would be excited for it. He's not going to show up tonight, but it would be the Cody thing all over again, how some people hated Cody until he came there. Like, no, there are people there that want Punk there. It is just like if if you think everybody in that locker room don't want Punk there, that's not true either. Right. Uh, Andrizelton says, what do you think about Rhea coming for the U.S. title and taking it from theory, RIP China? Um, I think if there's anybody with the potential to do do that, it is her. Uh, Meet Normus. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think she should get a spot in the men's rumble tonight. I think so, too. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Meet Norma says, what's up, Grapsity? Y'all make my Saturdays entertaining and unproductive. <laughs> you should try being productive, too. But I'm <laughs> glad we can entertain you. Um, I want Bobby to win and reform Hurt Business and to go against the bloodline. But I'm used to not getting what I want from WWE. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they are reforming the Hurt Business. And there's obviously a payoff to that at some point. Um, and I think the bloodline is the right payoff. I just don't know if uh, the Rumble is where that's going to happen. Yeah, that, um, I mean, that was one of the few things I enjoyed about the main event. And that main event was good. But the story thing that I enjoyed about it was... He very clearly told MVP to mind his own business, and then he got jumped by Brock. And MVP could later come back and go, hey, maybe if you had somebody watching your back, that wouldn't have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just have this fear that Brock's going to F5 all five of those guys, uh, and the moment is going to be him F5-ing Omos, <coughs> and they're going to be like, Brock Lesnar has conquered Please, the Hurt I Business. <laughs> hey, that's pretty big news. Brock is in the Rumble. That is, that is official. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, bad news for all the black wrestlers in the match. <laughs> I am going to, we're going to preview the rumble here right after uh, we're finished with all this. Matt uh, or Zaga says, bring back DOA for ABA taker with Harris twins, SS tats, man. I am just saying taker. <laughs> like I don't care about. <laughs> He's D-O- awful. <laughs> DOA was like one of my channel changer gimmicks during the, uh the attitude era there's a few things that used to make me change the channel during the attitude era um because it was like you know i rag on disco inferno a lot but a big reason for that is because like when i used to hear disco fever i'm like all right let's check out channel 24 for usa network and then uh uh then for USA Network and Go Figure, it's the other podcaster that I'm not fond of. But whenever Jim Cornette was on screen, I'd usually go, all right, let's see what's going on with WCW. And I think that's part of my like long-term relationship with those guys is that they were the reasons that I would go watch something else um, during my upbringing in professional wrestling. Uh, and so... Yeah, I have like this unfondness for both of them as part of my upbringing. I know a lot of people love Cornette, and they're like, yeah, he did great work back in the day. There was nobody I liked less as a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe that was the goal because he was a heel, but it was definitely channel changer heat for me. 
I would definitely make sure to see what was on Nitro at that point. Let's see what else we got here, because we got other Super Chats. Uh, let's see. Kiri and George uh, just sent that one in. Um, that Mills I'll... Lane voice you just did right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Got another one from Kiri and George. I think Kieran's trying to send a message, but there's no text coming through with it. I mean, we appreciate the donations. Yeah, um, but thanks, if you have anything that you're trying to send along with that, please let me know because I will read it. Um, Albert says, on a Raw tribute show, instead of yet another Cody vignette, which was shown on SmackDown, that spot should have been shown or should have been a women or Raw vignette instead. Um, I mean, well, it's a go home episode of Raw, so they had to show the Cody stuff. That, and I thought but, that was that was one of my favorite parts of Raw, honestly. I thought that that video package, the music, the fact that. And part of the reason why I'm leaning Cody for the Rumble is that by the end of it, Cody made it about the championship. Cody didn't even mention Roman one time. It wasn't about dethroning Roman for him. It's just about becoming champion, and Roman is in his way. Man, that's pro wrestling. I love that shit. <laughs> and uh, uh, I liked it. I liked that there was a reminder that this is about, for him, achieving his goal of becoming champion and making that the richest prize, making it the most important thing on the show. Yeah. Um, the DX segment didn't need to be there. <laughs> it, it was way too long. And I just don't think there's anything special about seeing DX on TV anymore. We see them all the time now. They were just mm-hmm. on TV four months ago. Yeah. I, there was one thing I did appreciate here. I appreciated them putting over Imperium that they didn't bury nobody. As a matter of fact, Imperium came out and they were all like, uh, we don't want none. We're good. I mm. thought that's that should be ultimately the way to use a legend in putting the uh, the current generation of stars over. And I'm glad there seemed to be a different mentality. But also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it went on way too long. It there is multiple things that seemed like uh, a different mentality from uh, WWE uh, with this reunion show versus. Uh, do you, others do you think that they did that in response to the dax uh uh podcast where he was talking again again about how much he hated raw 25 uh i don't think it was in response to but i think that it's just a uh i think it was well let me oh, let ahead. me rephrase as, as maybe not a response do you think that there was part of course correcting there because of dax yeah. I don't even think it was uh, because of Dax, but I think it's just a change in the culture in the company. That's all. Mm. Uh, I don't know if the culture's changed that much. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's entirely possible. I don't know. But uh, I did appreciate um, the tweet from former WWE writer who talked about the biker taker stuff. And that's really the true change in culture. Because you know who hates biker taker more than anybody? Vince McMahon hated that shit. That's the reason yeah, of that Vince he was he got rid of his his what is considered his greatest creation, right. <laughs> Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, and go figure. The person to bury, literally, Biker Taker was Vince. He he beat him in a buried alive match, and he put the gimmick down for good. And um, yeah, there was a tweet about how if Biker Taker was even mentioned in a creative meeting, Vince would blow it. And so uh, 
this is how you could ch- tell there's a change in the culture because Taker liked the gimmick. Taker wants to be seen as guy with the bandana and rides a motorcycle. That is how he sees himself. Are are are, are you kidding me? Do you, you think he would pass up on a chance to be cool biker guy that beats up everybody? Of course, that's how Undertaker <laughs> sees himself. Um, but that's how he sees himself. And so for a Raw 30 show to be put on and for Taker to get called in to do some shit, and he's like, can I be a biker? And that's how I assume the conversation went. And, uh, you know, of course, Vince answer that would have been like, no, absolutely Mm -hmm. fucking not. And Hunter being like, yeah, of course. Why not? It's not a big deal. I guess. This is is who he is. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought some of the Kurt stuff was funny in that segment, but I still thought the segment went way too long. Yeah. I mean, and the match afterwards was good, but. Boy, that crowd didn't care. <laughs> no. Uh, no, they were dead for a lot of matches. Really, the the match that they were into was the Usos versus uh, Judgment Day match. That was what they were the hottest yeah. for, and they were very hot for that match, and that was a really great segment. I was thoroughly sports entertained by that first hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the first hour was great. I think some of the rest of it... It, it wasn't for me because it felt very much like, hey, here's our greatest hits of things we've done before. And it was just like, yeah, I've seen this stuff before. Um, I could go on and, on Peacock and watch that um, right. if I wanted to. But again, I feel like it wasn't it wasn't for me. It was it was for casual fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says Alexa wins tonight. Then Bianca wins the Rumble uh, slash Elimination Chamber to face Charlotte with Asuka uh, as Kana wins the other to face Alexa at WrestleMania. We get Rhea versus Becky. Um, not what to do uh, with Bailey DC split. Um, I definitely think Alexa is not winning tonight. I think you're smoking. I think she might. I don't think she's winning. I think she might. Spooky Dookie uh, might get it. Uh, Night Tracks says LA Knight's uh, back must hurt from carrying Bray. Yeah, well, Your name was Knight. That was LA Knight that just sent that super chat. Yeah. Miss CJ Lilly says that's how you get Bianca versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, so I do want to talk about the, the oh, wait, Royal Rumble. Oh, I, I, we got to read this uh, Hubbard chat. This one's from uh, Shot Kid. It says, it's very good. Uh, it says, Taker getting new balances and gifted the lobster dunks. While Austin paid for a pair of 13s, 5s, 3s, and the undefeated uh, Nike Zoom Kobe 5s, Stone Cold should have gotten those damn lobsters. <laughs> Taker is not going to wear those lobster dunks. Absolutely not. He yeah. is not wearing those. Uh, Taker, but <laughs> New Balance. They have to shut that whole program down. Like, what's even the point now? What is, like, what does that... What market does that like satisfy? Somebody was like, "We got to get the Undertaker to see what kind of fucking." No, you know what market that satisfies is. It's oh, I grew up with the Undertaker, and here he is. But you know exactly what that is. I I told blue lies matter fucking market. I told people back when the Bucks were on sneaker shopping, and people were trying to act like, "Oh, this is our culture." Complex don't care about your culture. Complex don't care about it. Complex cares about clicks. They care about Mm -hmm. what most people will watch and it ain't just us i hate to break that to people but complex is not marketing specifically to black people it's not they're not yeah 
And so there you have it. Well, we've got the Royal Rumble. It is tonight. Mm-hmm. It is live. It's the Royal it Rumble is... thing song. It's not. No, it's that. It's that. It's that Hardy record. I've never heard of Hardy before, but I know I, I when Hardy showed up, I was like, "Well, Hardy on Hardy." I'm like, "Fucking up," uh, but it's never that Hardy. Yes, that's all. Yeah. Speaking of which, shout out Ethan Page for doing the "Oh yeah" before he hit the twist of fate. That was uh, very good. Um, anyway, we've got we've got five matches on the Royal Rumble card. Royal Rumble never needs any more than that because the Rumbles themselves take up two hours of the show and the rest of the show will do its thing. We've got the women's Royal Rumble match. There are only 12 competitors announced so far. Wow. We've got Liv Morgan. We've got Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, or Raquel Rodriguez, as Michael Cole likes to say, Um, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, Emma, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Lacey Evans, and Zia Lee announced. Uh, I I was shocked, but then I was like, oh yeah, that is true. When Emma was saying on Instagram that she's never been in a rumble, and I was like, how is that possible? Then I was like, well, I guess she hasn't she's been gone for that long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I definitely think that uh, Liv Morgan will be the Iron Woman this year. I think they they put too much emphasis on her wanting to be number one in the Rumble. And I don't think she's going to win it, but I do think that's going to be the way to give her an accolade or give her something memorable from this. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know what to make of surprises because us not getting any legends on Raw 30 kind of makes me feel like we're not going to get that many legends in this match. So... I don't know. It, Stay we tuned got that. to Fightful Select for the scoops on who's in town, wow. by the way. We, we got that uh, report about NXT women there, so I'm assuming we're going to get NXT women in the Rumble. Um, and it's Texas, so it makes sense to have Roxanne in. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I, I can't really predict any, any like surprises because it's hard to make anything of the women's Rumble this year. There hasn't been any... like. I don't know. There hasn't been any kind of like marketing for it or anything. Like you said, there's only been 20, 12 women announced. And I mean, that could be a good thing because that could add to the experience. But I do think it's interesting that they have not given this thing any kind of fanfare. Um, what kind of surprises do you think we see? Uh, I think we see Chelsea Green. I think oh, we yeah. see Chelsea for sure. I think, uh, I think this is where they're going to probably debut people that signed that um they haven't debuted on tv yet yeah um i like i said i definitely think we're going to get roxanne in texas um and like, i think I she's going to get a good reaction any women that are like besides like legends that are that would be a kind of a big deal naomi it would. Yeah, we haven't thought about naomi she could be I, I think naomi yeah naomi is going to be the big surprise i think mm-hmm. um you know, there's uh, obviously some names that aren't announced that uh, are are talking today like they're in it. Um, Dana Brooke and Shotzi have basically been talking as if, yeah, we're in the match. Is um, Shotzi still hurt because she had like a hand injury or something? Um, I'm told she's planned for it. That's uh, Sean's report is that she is planned for the match. Um, okay. So that's that's that. 
Uh, yeah, ultimately, a... it has to be Rhea Ripley that went this whole thing. It, of yeah. all the names that you said, like nobody else is even any close to being able yeah, to win. That thing. Nobody else has been built. I saw some people that said Raquel has a chance, but I don't see that at all. No, uh, I don't see that. Um, yeah, I think it's Rhea, and I think it's I think it's gonna be a good win for Rhea. I think it's a Rhea, good way. It... To, I think it's a good way to tie back to to Bianca's win, and you know, kind of tell the story from that. Right. Yeah, and these are the ladies that should like lead the future of this business, like Bianca and Rhea, yeah. and, you know. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We got uh, also on the card: Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, Bray Wyatt versus La Knight. Like I said, look, I am hosting the Fightful Rumble post show. I will come on that show. And fully admit that this is working for me if this match delivers in any way, shape, or form. Even I'm going to tell you the result end- of this match. Winner, Bray Wyatt. Loser, all of us. <laughs> what if this match is fun? Like, it could be a fun match. The lights are going to be out, Phil. I mean. Uh-huh. I mean, what does that mean, though? I, I don't I don't even know what. This is just going to be like a spotlight on each wrestler. Um we don't know yet. Just, I want again, them to do the WrestleMania 7 blindfold uh, Jake Roberts and Rick Martell gimmick. That's what they should have did. That's what should have happened here. Um, here we I, and we haven't, we haven't talked about that Ronda has been nowhere to be seen since she lost that title. She's not she, planned for the Rumble. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, like I said, I, 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 I am – well, I think it's obvious Bray's winning. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's just a matter of how he gets there and what the match is. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm interested. Yeah, look, I'm I am going into this ready to see what it is. Um, I don't know. I this could be fun. Like I said, we don't know. Um, I think the best way to use Bray at this point is in gimmick matches. I don't think most people want to see straightforward wrestling matches with Bray at this point. Well, Night Track says uh, Bray Wyatt is whack. Uh, we yeah, because got... you're L.A. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. We got uh, women's championship on the line. Raw women's title. Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think Bianca's winning here. Um, I know. I kind of am feeling like... With all of this buildup surrounding Bray and the Uncle Howdy stuff and all of the spooky mm-hmm. dookie, as it's called, I feel like in its first outing, it can't really be unsuccessful, can it? So where do you think Alexa goes from there? You think they're going to build a, a WrestleMania program around Alexa's champion? I don't know. I, I don't see that at all. Mm. I don't see that. I think Bianca's winning. I think if I think if Bianca loses the title before WrestleMania, it's not going to be the Alexa. Uh, so then we got. Uh, let's see. Jake Salazar says this could be fun. Phil communism looks fun on paper. Yes, um, no, I could. <laughs> no, it doesn't. What are you talking about? Yes, I compared Bray's wrestling to communism because it's just as bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, for the WWE, uh, sorry, 
let me get the name of the title correct. Mm -hmm. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship. There it goes. Roman Reigns defends the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens once defended in this very building the WWE Universal Championship against Roman Reigns, 2017 Royal Rumble, and won. Four years later, we saw Kevin Owens challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship and lose. So, they are one and one. The rubber match here. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Royal Rumble. Who wins it? You know who wins it. But yeah. I guess the question yeah. is how? <laughs> the The question is, do we get a payoff involving Sami Zayn here? Uh... I don't think that we do. I think that they're going to save the Sammy beatdown for television. I don't think they're going to do it on a pay-per-view, if I had to guess. I think, I think we do get the payoff here. And the reason I think so is because Roman mentioned on Monday, I don't want to see Sami Zayn until Saturday. And then Sami Zayn showed up Friday uh, on SmackDown in defiance of Roman. So I think something's got to pay off here on the Saturday that Roman wasn't supposed to see, uh, uh, where Sammy was supposed to finally see Roman. I think if we get a payoff on the Sammy stuff, I think Sammy is going to somehow interfere in this match on behalf of KO, and it's not going to work. I don't think that, I don't think it's going to turn into the whole Roman is going to spend the entire aftermath of the show beating down Sammy as the payoff. I don't see that. I, th I think something has to happen. I think if Sammy's not in the Rumble, and I don't think he is, um, I think something has to happen here to keep him out of it. I think that's the only way you can do it. Huh. Roman's not losing this match, though. That's the only thing. No, he's not. He's Zero yeah. chance. Zero, yeah. zero goddamn chance. Yeesh. Yeah. Solo! That was the, the, Something about that was just hilarious, just how he just stopped mid-sentence. Enough! Solo! <laughs> Boss shit. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, we have the men's Royal Rumble match officially announced for the match. We have Kofi Kingston, which can I say real quick? When people get announced for the Royal Rumble, my biggest annoyance is the idea that they're just like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to like win? You mm -hmm. don't want to like become they don't champion allow Kofi to talk about being champion but anymore. but I'll say this the, my two favorite things were Kofi a couple years ago when he was asked hey do you got any tricks planned for the room and he's like tricks this is my life um, I, you know, I am not in this to do tricks, ma'am. I'm here to win the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to hear. I always think back to Mick Foley in 2008, where he announced he was going to be in the Rumble. And, uh, and it's like, you knew he had zero chance at winning. But I appreciated the promo he cut where he was like, I'm not just coming in here to be some legend who shows up. I want to go to WrestleMania in main event. I want to get that moment that I never got of main eventing WrestleMania becoming champion. And I'm like, that's what I want to hear from people. Even when a legend comes back, the Godfather showing up should be like, yes, I am here because throughout my entire illustrious career, I did not main event WrestleMania, and that is what I'm here for. I don't want you to be like, 
yeah, I'm just here to show up and get thrown out. This is what I'm here to do. Pro wrestling me, people. This is... I, that, that's all. Uh, but anyway, we got Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, Dominic Mysterio, Xavier Woods, The Miz, and Brock Lesnar. 19 competitors announced. There's some others um, that haven't been announced that will be in the match. Uh, we do know that, um, and these aren't like big spoilers per se. Uh, it's just more so other guys who uh, we know who are going to be there. Um, pretty sure uh, we've gotten word that uh, Angelo Dawkins is going to be in the match. Um, that obviously, in that same vein, we'll also have Montez Ford and uh, Damian Priest, Titus O'Neil, Chad Gable, Otis, uh, all guys who are currently in town who will probably be in the Rumble. We'll um, probably have Dom in the match, right? Was he was he on the list of guys you announced? Dom's probably in the match. Mm-hmm. Well, Dom told us he's in the match in the training session. Um, but. I don't think we're getting Titus in this match. Um, I think he's in town, but I don't think he'll be in the match. I am. Okay, so, real quick. I got to know. Do you guys believe we will see the following? Yay or nay? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Ready? Let's go. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. I don't have a heart as no as Phil. I feel like we might see Stone Cold Steve Austin in this Royal Rumble tonight. Okay. I'm going to say no. No for the Rumble. Okay. Um, All right. Ready. Yes or no. John Cena. I I could see Cena more than Austin because... um, Every week now, Theory is doing the Champions here thing. I think we're getting closer and closer to a Cena build with Theory. But somebody throwing John Cena out of the Royal Rumble sounds crazy to me. Like, if he's in there, who's going to throw him out? He's not a a threat anymore. He's going to get thrown out. I'm actually seeing yes on Cena. I I could see Cena being in the Rumble. I think Cena would be a, a, a big surprise. And like I said, I think that's the way to to build towards the Theory match. Right. Yeah. Although they're saying in the chat scene is in Australia. Oh, well, maybe not. Um, then. Uh, edge. Yeah, I think. Edge yes, is there. I think yeah. edge. probably. I edge, think Edge yeah. is in there. Um, the Rock. No. <laughs> I I think I think when he didn't show up Monday because we talked about this last week. I was mm-hmm. like, I think Monday will be the telltale if he'll be involved in anything. I'm now of the belief he has no interest he will not be at wrestlemania we will not see the rock mm-hmm. i say no i do not think that the rock is in there i watched jimmy fallon yesterday and everybody you know, roman addressed and i appreciated this by the way roman addressed a dave Meltzer rumor um i don't even think roman realized what he was saying there because he was like you know they, uh, he mentioned that i heard a statement from the rock that the rock's not in ring shape that statement didn't come from The Rock. That mm. was Dave Meltzer reporting that wow. the he said people close to The Rock have said 
blah, 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 blah. And uh, Roman dropped that on Jimmy Fallon this week uh, as Jimmy Fallon asked Roman about The Rock. Asked him, you know, we've heard the rumors for years. Is Are you facing The Rock at WrestleMania? And Roman basically justified the statement. Roman said, you know, I know people, he was like, The Rock said he's not in ring shape. And he's like, and then Roman went into how that's a real thing. He's like, I know people give that look when you say that, but ring shape is a real thing. Like, you know, Rock is very much in show shape and he's he looks good, but, you know, we're talking about having to be an athlete, having to be training 20, mm-hmm. you know, training 300 days a year to be in the ring, to have main event level matches. Uh, and that felt to me like, like I saw the whole response to that. You look at all of the comments, they're all, um, oh, that means Rock showing up. And I, I thought, Does, is that what that means? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm naive. Maybe I am fully just buying into what Roman's saying here. But I heard all of that and thought, no, that sounds like somebody justifying exactly why Rock wouldn't be there. I feel like if he were playing into it, he would have said, yeah, no, The Rock doesn't want to step to me. The Rock doesn't want to step to Roman Reigns, something along those lines. He didn't really do that. He basically said, yeah, Rock's not in the shape for the ring. Mm -hmm. So if we're not getting a Rock, because I'm assuming um, their plan was if Rock was coming, they were going to have two title matches uh, because they were floating that idea around or at least their report was out there that Roman could work both nights uh, I'm assuming Roman's not working both nights now uh, right? or they're going to figure out another way again they've got to figure out a way to split these titles um, I don't know what how they're going to do it um, now the rock is not there they got to figure out something right uh yeah i i don't know honestly i i just i know that i am planning on being surprised by the end of this rumble i think it's going to be an exciting night if rock shows up i'm gonna lose my shit are you kidding me every single time that the rock has returned i have screamed my head off and it's always one of my favorite look i i had a date with my wife on valentine's day 2011 february 14th when the rock returned that i was (laughs) hella late for because the rock returned and uh, and my only explanation for not being there in time was, babe, you got to understand, The Rock came back mm-hmm. tonight. And he's the host of WrestleMania. The Rock returned. Yeah. <laughs> and she looked I, at me like, I don't give a fuck about none like, of who that. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think the chances of Rock working Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are pretty slim. Slim, man. I would yeah. be excited to see him, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would too. Uh, Corey David says, Kevin Owens just walked in wearing a Sami Zayn Forever shirt. Thoughts? Interesting. I'm telling you. I mean, I, look, uh, we know where this is all heading. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think Sami is about to turn on these guys. Mm. I just, I don't think Sami's the mastermind here. That's my only thing. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it means he's been like plotting on them all along, but I think that uh, he's going he's gonna to have a change of heart. He's going to be like uh, the game with the big sign up there. Uh, so the the funny thing about this podcast we just did is that everything we said here is going to be outdated in a matter of hours and Mm -hmm. so uh who knows i do want to read this last one here shot kid 29 says what the hell has been 
going on with Impact as of late. Some of the angles and people they've brought in, even for one-offs, have felt off and are giving me PTSD to Dixieland and Vinnie Roo. Uh, I don't know what to make of Impact. I, I think the stuff on Impact that's good is very good. But right. then there's other stuff that is I am just totally not into. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. They, I think they have an idea of what they want to be, and then there's, an, there's what they actually are, and those are two completely different things. When they get on the same page about what exactly the mission statement of Impact Wrestling is, I think it'll get better. But there's a lot of great stuff that happens on their TV shows. On a weekly no, I basis. think I think there there's good wrestling on Impact. Um, I think that uh, their the knockout stuff is good. I think they're getting to the part to the spot where the tag team stuff is good. But I feel like the, the tag team division has been kind of hurting ever since the North broke up. Right. Um, and I just don't think they have enough tag teams. But I feel like it's getting better now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, there's stuff to like about Impact, but the stuff I'm not into, I am just not it's into. Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> But hey, they're doing three big dates in Chicago this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assume Phil will be there. Um, mm-hmm. At least at one of them. I don't think I'm going to do all of them. But right, I might go to Bound for Glory. Well, folks, don't forget to join us live following the Royal Rumble. I will be there. I will be recapping and. We'll see. We'll see how anything we said in this show holds up in a matter of eight hours. And uh, do we have egg on our face? Do we sound dumb as hell? Probably. But uh, that's the beauty of the Royal Rumble, one of the most uh, unpredictable nights of the year, one of the most fun nights of the year. Guys, have fun watching pro wrestling this week. This is a really, really great time of year. I always enjoy it. And, yeah, that's it. Join us tonight. It's going to be me and Nick Harrison and uh, also Sean Ross Sapp and Denise Salcedo will be there. And then tune in to After the Week with me and Denise tomorrow where we'll discuss the best and worst of the week. And, again, a lot can change in just a matter of a few hours. But this has been Grapsity, and I'm glad you've been with us on your Saturday. Any parting words, guys? Uh, I don't think I have any. Hey, enjoy enjoy that brain match tonight with a cool Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Mountain Dew Pitch Black is not a sponsor of Grapsity. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, uh, they might uh they might they might send your boys a case. I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, look, if they sent me a case, I would be sitting here taking a sip of it with a logo Mm -hmm. facing the camera. Um. Mm I'll probably fill it with water uh, just to uh, not mess with the body. But otherwise, th- that's it. Folks, thank you for being here, though. Thanks to everybody sending a super chat. Thanks to everybody sending a humper chat. Uh, again, enjoy your Saturday. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.